0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. It's a Monday. It's a Monday after a little close, but not quite the cigar. It's a Monday after sadness on Sunday, but a Saturday of hopeful positiveness. It's a Monday after another big commitment during the football game, the Bengals game, that is. It is a Monday where we also have a special guest, a special surprise guest. It's a Monday where we're going to break down Bearcats, left, right, up, down, any way you can. It's a Monday where I'm going to welcome in my guys, my pals, all of them, all of them. That's right. Not one, not two, not three, but we've got a fourth with us today. So without further ado, I'm going to say, hey, hey, Mr. Chad Bridal, Mr. Aaron Smith, Mr. Ryan Royer, and Mr. Blake Bacevich, how are we? How are we? How are we, Ryan? How are we? How was the surprise?
1: It was a great surprise. Um, you know, I talked. Me and Blake will text back and forth in a group chat every once in a while, but we haven't caught up, so we'll be good. Rehash some good memories. I'm sure you guys will love to hear, like we have in the past. So I'm we'll excited. poke some
2: stories out of you. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, there we that's go. For sure. <laughs> Blake, happy birthday! Hey, nice thank story. you. I appreciate
3: that. Appreciate that. Good to be on. 22? 20, you know,
2: 23,
3: getting old. Twenty-three, Man, yeah, feels old. You yeah, are
0: getting old, dude. I know.
3: I, know. So I feel old. like I'm uh, finally starting to get close to uh, Morgan James' age when I first
2: got to UC.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you still got three years for that. To ways to go. <laughs> he showed up with a kid and a family and
3: a mortgage. I get, I get to UC, I, I come <laughs> from St. Axe, a bunch of like – Real sheltered school, I get there, and there's, like, kids running around the locker room. I'm like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> that's
1: that's going to be me with when I use my COVID year coming up in about four years. So I'll oh, be yeah. bringing my little ones around. There we go. Jesus. We'll make it happen.
2: I can see Royer in, like, 2027. Like, I still got that COVID year, right?
1: One more year, baby. Come back, like, quarterback or something. Break all Dez's records. I honestly can't believe you left the year on the table.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: it's the most surprising thing ever. It football. really is. to come back for it. It was you.
1: I love football and I love uh, slap dicking around in the locker room. That's for sure. But all good things have to come to an end. Yeah. Well,
0: no, you're still going. You're still Bearcat affiliated. Look at you. You're on the yeah. BBP. Yeah. There we go. Big time. Big time. Aaron, how are we? I know uh, yesterday was rough. It was rough for us all of us sad uh sad day in the uh the nasty natty but
4: how are we still recovering from the loss not happy yeah happy yep. and not happy NFL's i'm, really I'm
2: impressed i'm impressed you made it through the the, the night cap last night aaron because well, as soon as we got done you were off
0: the rails
1: <laughs> sounds about right
0: <laughs> sounds about how bad, right. how bad
1: was it What's off-the-rails look like, if you could give one little excerpt?
4: I don't remember the conversation.
1: You were just blasted? (laughs) Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs) We
2: talked for, like, an hour, and the end, like, when it's time, like, finally, like, all right, I got to go to bed, I got to get up and, like, get moving tomorrow, Uh, Aaron's like, nothing you said makes any sense. just doesn't make any sense, and I'm like... (laughs) Been, awesome. been having a conversation for an hour. It doesn't make any sense, man. And it just what doesn't make any sense.
0: All of it. All of it doesn't make any sense. Yep.
1: I've had a couple of those before.
0: I can get behind that. You you weren't making much sense, Aaron. Let's be honest. But you, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes your your car doesn't make much sense. You know what I mean? You're like, why why is this car not starting? Why is this car stalling? Why is this car Saying I need an oil change, well, guess what? You can go to Danco Joe, Danco Transmission and Auto Care. You can let them know, hey, I need you to figure this out because because everything that's happening with my car, I, it makes no sense. So head over to Danco Joe at Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Shout out to him. Mention uh, Aaron. Mention Chad. Mention Ryan. Mention Harvard. How about that? Mention Harvard, and uh, see uh, see if that can't can't swindle you into getting a couple bucks off of an oil change or. a uh, – Ten percent off your next fixing of your choice. But uh guys, Lake Basevich is on and it is a uh it's a time to mention, as you said, Chad, it's it was his birthday yesterday, correct? The the twenty yep, Yeah,
3: twenty-third. Yep, okay.
0: And so just break down the birthday for us. What what'd you get into? I'm sure you watched the game late night. Was it a uh, was it a good twenty-third birthday with a with a sad ending or was it a overall good one?
3: Uh, you know, it was a great 23rd weekend heading into the game. Um, man, I was pumped for the game. Everyone was texting me all day like, oh, that's just a good good vibe. Like, we're going to need a win for your game or a win for your birthday. Go to the Super Bowl for your birthday. I was all ready to buy a flight back to Cincy for Super Bowl weekend. I was like, so I'm going to, you know, buy myself for my birthday. Feeling good about the game. Um, unfortunately, did not end the birthday on a high note. <laughs> uh, pretty frustrated was about to throw a phone through the tv during some of those calls uh, but i think what probably made it worst of all was after the game you know your are you i'm pissed off after the game i'm sitting there i pull up snapchat and this girl snapchats me happy birthday that game must have been the best present for you oh, <laughs> like, how, how, what game did you watch? how was that a good present that made right. that just blew my mind kind of top top the whole top whole game off for <laughs> you blocked her didn't you Absolutely.
0: Removed right there. Right away. <laughs> right the Get out of here! Right the F-way. Well, I got to open the floor. Ryan and Blake, first interaction between you two. First time you guys met. Just just set the whole entire <laughs>
1: scene for us. Jeez. First time we met... I remember was just some of my first time is you just crutching around on those crutches, just all <laughs> over, all over short vine. That, that's some good memories. Oh, uh,
3: that was, that was a process getting up and down. I remember uh, yeah. Side a ladder on crutches or on a scooter, just trying to finesse. Oh, over yeah. there.
1: What would, what would be like the first, I, I remember going over to yours and Will's, uh, place at Corey. It was, definitely, it was definitely probably, uh, uh
3: that first summer when Josh and I lived together and had oh, people... Oh, yeah. And, yeah. guys And Will and KB and all you guys would come down all the time. That was definitely one of those times. Yeah. That was a good room. Back <laughs> before it was uh, ruined.
1: Before but Let's
2: give an update for, for anybody that's that's not fully aware of the story. We've got a lot of people that have joined and, and been, you know, have come in since Blake was around. Um, 2018 class, one of the original hometown heroes OG uh, the one of the OGs for sure uh, Blake and and Josh and Malik and and Javon Hicks and that that crew that helped usher in the brightest era of UC football in history unfortunately uh, an Achilles tear cost you most of your career you, you battled back you, you tried to come back. Uh, from what I've heard, you, what, you sprained it again and you were just like, no, nope, nope, yes." Yeah, so I,
3: I came back and was kind of back for that. Would well, that have been my third year that season? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't great. And then we go into uh, off season and we're actually just doing some winter workouts, running out in the bubble. And I like sprain or they call it like micro tears, started to tear my other one a little bit. And essentially, Coliseum was like, hey, man, if you keep playing, this other one's going to rupture, too. So that was kind of that.
2: It's the worst like, injury, like, in terms of, like, muscle ligament, obviously there are worse injuries. But in terms of, like, rehabbing from it's worse than an ACL, it's worse than oh, a yeah, labrum yeah. or what it's. it is a serious bitch.
3: Yeah, the irony of it was, I always said, I was like, apart from like any neurologic spine injuries, like the last injury I ever won is ruptured Achilles, and then there we are, but Hmm. that happens to the best (laughs) of us. Did Um, it happen
1: at higher ground?
3: Yeah, it happened at higher ground. Yeah, Yeah. Freshman year, right? Or was it redshirt Uh, freshman year? Or redshirt freshman year. Redshirt freshman, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going to go. No, ahead better for... no better place. No better than a place. For yeah, yeah,
0: I'm going to cross off the question about your favorite memory of higher ground. We're going to cross that one out. Uh, but yeah. But,
2: but now Harvard got admitted into Harvard med school and uh, headed off to bastion. Where's, where did the doctor path come from? Because that like you were, you were on that road when you got to UC, right? Like this has been your long-term plan.
3: Uh, actually not. I got to really, UC. I thought it was. So it, it happened pretty quickly. Um, in all honesty, in high school, I was like the least academic person possible. I was like fully focused on football, like hardly even took my backpack out of my car. Um, then got to UC and I thought I wanted to do something like like Brady Collins, um, but also kind of incorporate nutrition into it. So I just went into like a basic bio classes and then, Kind of love that. My grandpa's actually was an orthopedic surgeon. So, kind of always had that background and just looked into it and shadowed a couple of people and loved it and just went from there. But I actually had no idea going into college because I, I didn't care about school until I got to UC. <laughs> Boy,
1: did he uh, care when he got to UC. I'll tell you that. Well, you couldn't They're get not- him out of his room? Oh, he'd come out and he, of course, it'd be my drunk dumbass in there. Just we'd be in the living room, just, you know, music, drinking. And Blake somehow every, God love him, just made, never caved, would stay in, study his what, six hours? Was it your night shift was six hours?
3: Oh, during the MCAT, those were long. It would be like an eight hour morning and then a two hour break and like an eight hour night.
1: Yeah. So he'd be finishing up his night shift, and, and the, the Jefferson dumbass crew would be singing, drinking, and he'd try to tell us the stick Sticking to quiet your down. heads in
2: fans. <laughs>
1: right,
3: yeah. were, were Sometimes it was nice that you guys would all be getting back from the bars and whatnot. I'd be finishing up, and all your drunk asses would roll in and hear about all
1: yeah.
3: the you guys did that night.
1: Yeah.
2: Some Steven of the hardest to
1: hardest working student I've ever seen. So, there we go. paid yeah. off. There we go.
2: Worked harder than AP? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> what, what's the chair you're sitting in, Blake? It looks like a fucking throne.
3: Oh, it's actually, uh, what cool. was that? The second bowl game. That wasn't, that was a military Birmingham, Birmingham. Birmingham Good bowl, old yeah. Birmingham,
1: Alabama, baby.
3: Yeah.
1: You one, got that one, uh, from
3: the bowl game? Yeah, they had like a gift suite, and we could spend a certain okay. amount of money. You had like seven points. This was all seven points. Um, but it was honestly, from the bowls I went to, Birmingham might have been the best bowl gifts selection.
0: Really? Wow.
3: It's shocking.
0: It looks comfy.
1: I agree. Uh, that is a true okay. statement. Yeah. What did you dumb. do with
0: your seven points, Ryan?
1: <laughs> I didn't realize I got a yeah, four, got- four cases of beer. <laughs> I got a couple of bottles of Jack Daniels. No, I, I, it's a this TV in my room. It's a 50 inch TV. I was like, oh yeah, that'd be good. I need a TV. It's it like retailed for like 200 bucks at the time. I got hosed. Blake's probably sitting in a, like a thousand dollar chair. Oh, I looked my it dumb up ass. this
3: chair like two thousand
1: dollars. I looked it yeah, up yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, that was they knew deal. they knew what they were doing. Like the the dumbass college kids TV. That was me, man. Yep, they yep, caught yep. my ass. He got me. Let me get the PS3. <laughs> smart,
2: smart ass Blake is like, I'm gonna be sitting in this chair for like a decade. Like,
4: I'm oh I, know.
2: I
3: they're my parents were like, oh, you want to bring that up to Boston? Like, you're gonna make us haul that thing all the way up to Boston? I was like, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Is it like a Lazy Boy? I'm trying to figure out like what.
3: Yeah, what I mean, mean? it'll it, it's like an electric recliner thing. Reclines. It's all the way nice, back. man.
1: Yeah, that was my weird. favorite chair to sit in at the house.
0: God, that's terrible. It that was the man. best chair. Oh well, I love well, it. Yeah, there's, a couple, a there's a couple. There's a
3: couple. The only negatives: there's a couple beer, maybe some vodka, tequila stains on it. From, uh, <laughs> it happens. Oh, no, yeah. That's you. what. How you're friends how with Royer? Happen?
2: Yeah, like of course there's going to be some stains on it.
1: Stains. <laughs> we won't so, get into what kinds. The, a couple wow. broken fans, maybe some holes <laughs> in the wall.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a little blacklight on that. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Oh <laughs> Jesus. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Blake's parents that. are proud. Blake's mom
2: is watching this. Calm down, Brent. Calm down. <laughs> Vodka stains.
0: We'll just stick with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but not to trail off on on our you know fun side of things. But Blake, I want to hear just a little bit more about kind of like a little bit more football centric. Where you know you were part of that early signing class that you know started the whole hometown hero thing, as Chad mentioned. Uh, Darrell White, is, is he still taking the throne for the, the OG, OG?
3: I, I think the so. I think I, saw, I think first. First. saw like a post the other day. I don't know. I think so, but okay. I okay. my Maybe.
1: vote's Kyle Bolden. I mean, 100%. <laughs> Okay. I mean, yeah. I don't even know why that's a debate, but I'll just Bowen leave it at that.
3: Bowen was my – I will say Bowden was my official visit host. He was a very good official <laughs> visit host. That was a hell of a time. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: Oh, my God. I remember that's your right. official
1: visit. I remember you and Josh. That was some of the funniest. I was stuff, with Bowden. Josh
3: was with uh, oh Will Huber, God. and they lived together at the time. And then Ben was with Dez, and the three of them lived together. That was dude, one hell yeah, of a Yeah,
1: Ben, people. you guys were like the three Musketeers, dude, of like – I don't know if I should go into all of it, but
0: just drunk,
1: <laughs> drunk ass kids. We'll just say that. We'll put <laughs> college kids.
0: Especially Bo-
2: huh? Bolden's, Bolden's a special. Like the night that this goes off the rails is the night we have Bolden on this show.
1: Yeah, get, oh, his, God, get God, him God. here. Get him here, please, Lord. Me too. But
0: Blake, kind of talk about the the buy-in of you know leaping towards a coach that kind of just was blind faith and coming off a four-win season because obviously it, with the new regime coming in, you're going to have some some new, you know, hometown heroes that might need to do that same thing.
3: Absolutely. You know, I actually, looking back on it, thinking back on it, I remember just hanging out with a bunch of my high school buddies and they're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you going to Cincinnati? Like, four and eight, like, what, like why in the world? Like, what are you thinking? Like, go to a school, you're going to win. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, the staff, they really – it really sold me i really i'm really buying into what they're doing and you know guys like me i, I think i was the first Cincy guy to come in, mm-hmm. in our class he was tyvan fawson from up in columbus and then me, you we, second, me you know, me like guys like me josh malik uh hicks i mean we were all talking for a while and we really kind of we're all feeling the same thing uh really loving the energy that Vic and his staff were bringing um And when I'm not going to lie, when I committed, I mean, I didn't know for sure those other three guys were going to commit, but I had a really strong feeling. I would put a lot of money on those three guys coming too. Uh, And just being able to stick in the hometown and be, we always said when we were talking on recruiting visits and stuff and, you know, something the staff really sold me on and a lot of the other guys was, you don't really just want to go to somewhere where, you know, there's always already something established, stay in your hometown and be a part of establishing something. And I think that was a big goal that a lot of us had coming in and, Ended up going pretty well for us, so it was really neat being a part of that, and then just kind of seeing. <laughs> that's a funny story. <laughs> seeing uh, just what the what we'll the they brought in was, and kind of how it changed over the years,
2: it was it was a cool thing to be a part of. We'll we'll, we'll make Josh tell the story whenever we have him on, but uh, Josh made a, a homeless friend. His first we
3: I won't give the whole story away. We, were, we lived together the first year at Corey. Uh, freshman year, we lived together. Yeah. And it was me, him, and Will Huber were out. Uh, went to Skyline. This was in like the middle of winter. Will and I Ubered back, and Josh decided to walk back. I don't know why. From Ludlow Skyline. From Ludlow Skyline to Corey. And he didn't have a key at the time either, so I had to leave the that room. unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> I had to leave the room unlocked for him. So I set an alarm for like, on a not 3 a.m., just make sure he got back. And long story short, I walk out and there's this homeless dude with a snake tattooed down the side of his face, lighting a cig on my couch. Josh met him on the <laughs> couch and brought him oh
1: back. It's God. like it's cold. Come on in, bro. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, I wish I mean so I wish I
0: could say I haven't done the same thing, but my, my roommates were not too happy when uh when I brought my friends back. Yeah. And they asked him, so where do you guys live? And they just didn't have answers. So <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, sounds good. <laughs>
2: Gotta um, how much was it uh, you guys were at a ton of, uh, spring practices that year? It felt like you, Josh and Malik, and that's really how, like, I got to know you guys because mm-hmm. we would just stand around and kind of, you know, chat at the, at the spring practices. How much were those, like, all of you kind of feeling each other out? Like, are we, we really going to do this? We're going to do this together. Like, we're going you know, to, uh, we're we going to change the narrative in town.
3: It was huge. I mean, and those spring practices, one, they allowed us to actually get to know each other. I mean, we played against each other every year. Josh and I, every year in the regular season, Malik and I played against each other every year in the playoffs. So, I mean, you get to know who, who they are, studying film on them, knowing how good they are, um, but really just getting to know each other and then building that relationship and then texting outside of that, uh, that was huge. Just how much they were able to get us all down there face to face and being like, all right, you know. These are kind of the guys I want to spend the next five years with, four or five years with. That was massive for us. And also just seeing another thing I always remember is, you know, as a recruit, you go on all these different visits, just kind of the atmosphere we saw at practice, the energy that was there. It was different than everything else that was around the country at the time. And just kind of the energy from every single coach, the energy from the players. I mean, that was that was really what sold a lot of us was the energy we saw during practice. I mean and, it, and
2: there were there were times I was like, you guys were just here yesterday.
3: Yeah, I mean shoot for me I don't I think for all of us the max drive one of us had down to practice was 20 minutes yeah. so like you just finished school come down there I know Malik uh, enrolled early but Josh and me Josh and uh, Hicks once we signed we all did early signing day and I guess there's you know some rule once you sign you can use the facilities so like Brady couldn't technically train us the interns could but we'd come down at like 5:30 before school every morning and train with the staff which I mean was just a huge plus being able to stay in your hometown and do that. I mean, you just go to school right after that. And it's almost like enrolling early, but still getting to enjoy that last semester of high school.
0: So there's, there's buy-in and there's, you know, like taking what the staff says and, and going with it, but then there's talent on the field. When did you start to feel like, okay, everyone's buying in, but wow, the talent on the field is, this is going to turn into something special. Was it, kind of right when you got on campus or was it something where you saw it slowly build?
3: Honestly, uh, they, you could kind of tell um, our first year that they were really going to put an emphasis on our class. Uh, I remember talking to guys like Tucky and whatnot being at camp at higher ground, like, Hey, like what well, these you freshmen are getting so much work right now. And I mean, just seeing the guys out on the field, being able to kind of compete right when we got there. I mean, I think we had a decent, we had a huge number looking from when I was a senior to when I was a freshman amount of freshmen traveling. We had so many freshmen traveling that first year and so many guys getting good experience. And I kind of knew right there I was like, all right, this class is something special. We're going to do something special. And then even the guys in Royer's class, just they were making early contributions and we were such a young team. And I think, you know, getting that first win at UCLA, I mean, as a first college game, that was unreal for a first college game and just the confidence that came with and seeing what we're capable of, it just skyrocketed from there. And then you get into the second year kind of once everyone's developed a little bit and we're at camp and everyone kind of has a feel of the playbook and whatnot, and you just see the talent explode. And we're going into way more in-depth stuff in the film room. And that's kind of when you really knew you're like, all right, we got something special here for the next couple of years. What was it like walking out onto the Rose Bowl? That was that was crazy, and what made it even crazier was this was when we were still running a four three, and yeah. we had Jack. So it was Pitts, Tucky, and then me. This was you, was right? end at the time, but yeah. And Pitts gets ejected in the first series. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh man, like we're getting thrown into Uh-oh. the wick here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Let's go. Uh-oh. And Strip was the coach at the time. And, I mean, UCLA, Chip Kelly, they're running this high-powered, fast-paced offense. So, like, we were playing on subbing Tucky and Pitts, like every other drive, the whole game, in, in between drives and whatnot. So, I'm like, all right, like, I'm going to have to sub in now. So, I'm staying on the sidelines shaking, just ready to go in. <laughs> I never end up going. I don't think uh, Strip trusted me quite enough yet. But it was a wild experience to, for that to be my first college atmosphere and to get a win there was just so cool and walking out standing in the middle of the Rose Bowl still got pictures there that was was neat
0: that's awesome so did you think did you start to see Dez as being like a complete program changer as someone that that could become the one of the greatest players in Cincinnati history
3: you cut out there for a sec I, I gotta have you repeat that
0: I know so was it during that Rose Bowl when you started to see that Des could potentially become the, one of the greatest players in, in Cincinnati program history?
3: Absolutely. And I mean, I got to know Des really, really well that first summer I was there. Um, and I kind of, you know, you see the work ethic in him and see the work he put in and then to see him get that chance and what he was able to do. And I mean, that was a historical moment in UC turnarounds. So yeah, you see like the future that he has for the program. And you don't just see what he does in the game. You kind of start to see a lot of the – as a freshman, I was having to work in on scout team or running with the twos or threes against the ones at the end of practice. So you see the crazy stuff he does during practice and during camp. So, yeah, you saw those differences early, and you knew that that was going to be special. And we had a guy that was going to, you know, allow us to do everything we wanted to do and reach heights we wanted to for these next couple of years, which was huge as a freshman to see that at the quarterback position.
0: Ryan, was there – so you mentioned uh, Camp Higher Ground. Obviously, we're not going to dive too much into it, but were there any any moments where you started to take a look at that 2018 class and, and Blake and and everyone off the field and on the field, and you were just like, okay, this this new crop of talents a little different than uh, than you know what I've been used to in the 2017.
1: Yeah, it's they just kind of like they had the size and they had the athleticism that was comparable to guys that were like a year, two, three years older than me when I first joined the team. So they just had those like those measurables that like I wasn't used to seeing um, that a lot some of the guys in my class didn't have either. Because uh, like Blake said, that was like their first like big hit on, on recruiting was that class. And I remember seeing Blake and those kids down there. I was like, Jesus Christ, like these guys are – these are some big, some big kids. They're like 17 years old. They looked like they could be like taking snaps. And then I'd say the biggest, like, because even when you're a freshman, man, like Blake could tell you, no matter how big, fast, talented you are, like the hardest part is learning the playbook and you can't, you can't play up to your ability until you learn that. So I was most impressed about how the leaps they made by bull practice. Cause I remember like, there's a lot of, a lot of those guys in the class, like you, like I'd go up against them because they're young ca- young guys, and like I'd kind of work my way around them sometimes because I was, you know, I had experience. Then by ball practice, I'm like, holy shit! Like these kids are like like destroying me now. So I was like, just that just kind of showed how talented they were, and uh, they just needed to get used to college ball and get some snaps onto them.
2: Like what was it tra- like trying to tackle Tavion Thomas? <laughs>
1: oh. I remember
3: um, actually first, first, uh, we're at higher ground, first time we're in full pads and thick, the big circle, running back, yeah uh, D lineman, one on one. My first time going, the first time we were there as freshman was me and Tavion. Um, oh my God. That was, that was an experience. I don't think I got completely ran over, um, but I wouldn't be as confident to say I kept him from scoring. That was, was, was terrible. He, he, he ran hard, man ran yeah
1: hard as hell there I had to go to Guns 72 and it would just like it's like a train hit my shoulder. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well there I mean, like you know where we time. stand over on the sidelines there would be uh-huh. times he would be coming at us and it would be like yeah. I'm gonna die. Uh-huh. Like, if, I don't, if I don't get out of the fucking way right now I'm going to be in the hospital.
3: Oh yeah. That that man with five yards coming downfield on you. oof.
2: It was pretty cool to see him two years ago do what he did for Utah and like having a big hand in helping Cincinnati get to the playoffs. Like, if Tavion doesn't go Superman at the end of the season, UC probably doesn't play for a national championship.
3: No, he had a huge role. Huge. I mean, that was huge for him to step in like that. Um, and then, like you said, it was great to see him kind of continue his career at Utah. That was really good to see. You want the best for the guy. You get to know him. I mean, he was in my class. You get to know him from the minute you walk on campus. So it was great to see him kind of be able to figure something out at Utah. Who
0: was uh, – who would you say in your playing time was was the toughest one-on-one offensive lineman or maybe a running back that comes in and, and you know, you had to meet him in in the backfield and he, Hit you the hardest? Who who was the hardest one on one?
3: O lineman without a doubt was uh, James Hudson. I mean, I going up like freshman year, you go up against. I mean, there's so many guys. Guys like Garrett Campbell was unreal. Morgan James was great. Uh, Hudson, I just I I couldn't figure him out. Man, he was unbelievable in pass pro. Just a frustrating guy to go against too. Just he's got such great technique and such great hands. It's just he waited long to shoot him as a D lineman. Just, it's really tough to play against that, and that was that was always really frustrating. It was phenomenal practice because before I got hurt, uh, I was getting to run with the twos a lot, and the twos would go up against the one, so I was getting to go up against Hudson every day, which was great. But man, he he was frustrating.
0: So I want to I'm going to go back when you committed. Uh, you you had this line, and 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 you might remember uh, it. I, I already know. I, you already know what I'm going to say. It
3: yep hundred percent.
0: okay, your your thoughts. did you get it did you guys get it close to that and, and now it's just up to this you know the next regime carrying the torch?
3: So'll I'll, uh, I'll start off by saying that's actually really funny. you just brought that up because I told someone here that story today. Um, okay. I did not. at the time, all I knew about the U of the 90s was they got everyone in Florida to stay in Florida and became a powerhouse. And then that tweet goes on Twitter and everyone starts tweeting at me. I was like, what the hell else happened with the U of the nineties? And I started finding all this out. I was like, damn, that is not a good look." (laughs) Uh, But in terms of, I I think we, in terms of what I meant by getting all the top players in Ohio to stay in Ohio, I a hundred percent, you know, think we accomplished that, especially my class class after that. I mean, you got like guys like both the pace brothers godfather all these guys staying from these powerhouse cincinnati high school uh high school football teams you know i i really 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 hope that's something that continues with this new staff um one i think cincinnati truly is one of the greatest high school football cities in the country i think the gcl is one of the toughest conferences out there um but also it makes it so much more fun for the city just seeing guys like even me not playing anymore but seeing guys that i knew from keeping up with high school ball and like guys that I knew as younger brother. It's so fun for like the fan base of Cincinnati to see all these guys coming and balling out for UC. So I really, really hope they keep that up with this new staff.
0: We want to make it like the U in the nineties. I don't know how that didn't get put on a t-shirt at a man. <laughs> I mean, that was a comment. I would
3: like Willie Anderson tweeted at me. And that's when I realized I was like, all right, that I need to look into what this quote actually meant. Cause that was not, not the best thing to say right after signing.
0: <laughs> I'll probably stay away from that but uh another thing i want to bring up obviously 2020 happens and uh the, the whole covid and you know quarantine this that and the other but there was a a it was a tiktok tournament square off okay i want to hear your thoughts on your decision for your tiktok video break it down for us and do you think that your first round lost around crook might have been a little bit skewed in one way because we had Brady on a lot. Brady mm. said he thinks the whole thing you know some people were filling ballots and and kind of you know making it one way more than the other
3: I, I think the whole thing was a little rigged, a little biased. I mean i I don't know did any player win the first round or I think we had all coaches in the second round? Yeah no so when you got when you got recruits out there trying to get themselves a look, you 100 percent know where that vote's going. I mean, I'm not going to take it away. Crook, that was good. The effort, I think if we're looking at effort level, I think my effort was a little bit up here. His, it was pretty easy. Um, so I think I got about maybe just about as uh, screwed as the Bengals did last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I don't remember how I came up with it. I think I had seen like a couple people doing something similar um, to that song and a couple of their TikToks. I was like, all right, how can I kind of tie this in to football so i tried to incorporate the ice bath uh like doing like ladder stuff i wouldn't say my acting skills were the best but um uh, my mom got really pissed because when i jumped in that ice bath that, that wasn't my uh bathroom so it just got water like all over the wall <laughs> everywhere you so clean that up for a while so it was tough to put in that much effort and lose to you know what might have been a little bit of a rigged vote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely was rigged where what'd you think of that whole tiktok thing
1: I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was great. I mean, I don't remember all the ones, um, but I just remember I was like, oh, that's a great uh, social media outreach thing. Kelsey was on top of her game, man, always was. Freeman
0: and uh, Freeman and, and Brady were, were the ones stealing the show the most, I'd say. But it did seem a little rigged, and, and Brady would
3: agree. <laughs>
0: 100%. Brady would absolutely agree. Um, let's see here. So – what the, uh, the, the Warful trophy for community service. Let's get a little, let's get a little sappy real quick, you know, right. a little, little, uh little, little happy heartfelt you were nominated for that, uh, you know, in the, the preseason watch list for it. What does that mean to you? And then just kind of helping around the community as a whole.
3: That was, you know, I, I actually did not know that that award existed at the time. And then I was notified that I got nominated for it and, you know, that I thought that was really neat. You know, I really appreciated that. You know, one thing when I got to Cincy is, you know, I really wanted – I'm a Cincinnati native. I wanted to find ways to kind of use that platform that we had to give back to the community, especially when we started making a name for ourselves as a good team. And, like, we started really getting a lot of big fan base, kind of a lot of camaraderie, a lot of talk. You know, that really allowed us to do a lot from the outreach perspective too. And, you know, I'll give credit to the staff or the staffs too where it's due. You know, Coach Scruggs really helped me accomplish – a lot of that and we were able to get into a lot of local hospitals a lot of local schools work with a lot of you know kids suffering from terminal illness and just kind of take a little bit of time out of our day you know brighten their day a little bit and you know what was inch i found interesting was at the end of the day like people they're battling from illnesses and battling from stuff and whatnot and at the end of the day like they find joy and love hearing about the battles we're going through on the football field and the resiliency we're facing so you know it's unique, the connection you can build there and the impact you can just kind of make on people's lives real quickly. So it was it was cool to you know get recognition for that. Uh, it's not the ultimate goal of it, but, you know, it's it's appreciated. And I think it's neat that college football has an award to recognize that just like they do a lot of stuff on the field, too. So
2: what was that? emotion like when you made the decision that like all right I, I, I don't think football is gonna gonna be in the cards like it, it, how much did you struggle with it how take us through like that entire process because I know it's gotta suck like it's what nah. you've done your whole life and and you're at a point where it's like I don't think this is gonna be it
3: it was it was a brutal process um you know even coming back from the first year you know I had a lot of conversations with Aaron with Colosimo with the whole athletic training staff like just how tough it is to come back from an injury like that and you know I was really pushing to try and come back for spring ball too which was really out of schedule And I got to do a little bit but you know just it never you know I was able to do things but it never quite felt the same and now I remember stuff during practice trying to do one-on-one and having to stop like mid one-on-one and hobble off to the side just because I couldn't bend the way I used to and then for kind of the re-injury to happen, that next offseason, not re-injury, similar injury happened to the exact other side. You know, you you never want to stop playing because you know yourself as a football player. And that's literally what you've done since you're seven years old. And I remember right when it happened, having a conversation up in Scruggs' office, just being like, hey, man, like, keep in mind, there's so much to life outside of football. Like, it's not the end-all, be-all. you got to do what's right for yourself. Um and then just having more conversations with the docs. Like, Hey, you know, if you keep going, that other one's probably going to rupture. And I was like, I really don't want to, I'd rather end football on two feet than end football having to do another recovery process. But, you know, even that recognition didn't make it any easier, but you now I go up to coach shrugs office. I talk to my family a lot about, it, and I tell them, Hey, like there's a lot of contemplation. I don't think, you know, my body can do this anymore. And kind of the medical staff agrees with me. And, I talked with Aaron and everything about it and he advised that I was making the right decision, but, you know, we tell the coaches, but, you know, they were great and it was, you know, really unique to see how they handled that and the involvement they allowed me to have with the team for that next year, for my fourth year. I think that made the process kind of easier, but man, it's not easy walking away from the game. However, you have to walk away from it, whether being out of eligibility or an injury, but, you know, just standing there, I think the worst is kind of, seeing old film of, you know, what you used to be able to do and then realizing you can't do that anymore, that's that's tough. But, you know, the time comes for everyone and you use it and better yourself from it
2: and move on. Were you ever like, this is bullshit that a guy knucklehead like Royer <laughs> gets to keep playing and I have to hang him up?
3: Man, I mean, there were definitely times, I don't know about Royer specifically, but I was pissed. I was like, man, why is this got to happen to me? <laughs> oh, um, it was Royer
2: specifically. It's okay.
3: Yeah, no, it was Royer. I was like, what the <laughs> Guy's going out and getting his ass off. I mean, how come I'm not getting to play? No, I'm kidding. But yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. You sit there and you wonder all kinds of things. You wonder, like, oh, could I have done this different? Could I have done that different? But you know, there's not much you can do. Injuries are a part of the game, and it's kind of you know something we all know is the risk we're taking.
2: Harvard. Was that like a goal, or was that like you sent your stuff out like to a bunch of different places and then it ha- like it, It's such a prestige at Harvard Med School. like that. That's not an easy thing for anyone to, to you know, a nut to crack.
3: Yeah, it was, it was always a goal for sure. I'm kind of right when I realized I wanted to go to med school. I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to shoot for the stars here. I mean, I want to go to the best school possible. Um, I definitely got a lot of shit for it. People are like, Harvard, like, come on, you're coming from like Cincinnati, like Harvard Med School. Like, what are you talking about? um i remember like sitting there telling like some of the guys like oh yeah like i'm gonna try and get like a four-on one on they're like yeah 4 own football like yeah right um but i think that was kind of a motivating thing i was like oh no one's ever done it before so this is something i want to do um and then honestly you apply and harvard's like the last school in the country that tells its applicants who's accepted so i'm like oh like i kind of knew where i was going if i didn't get into harvard i was like all right like i was starting to look for places there and whatnot it's like you know we'll see what happens um but I find out, and I got accepted, and I mean, you can't turn that down. So it was really kind of a dream come true, something I had wanted for a really long time, and ended up working out for the best.
2: What was mom's reaction when that
3: came in? <laughs> she was she was pretty excited. They were actually on. We didn't know exactly when the decision was coming, so they were actually on vacation. So I didn't see them for like another two weeks after I found out. But through the phone, I mean, they were losing their mind. They were super excited. Like right after we hung up, they got online and. Ordered a bunch of like Harvard gear to ship to me and ship to them, so it was it was a cool experience. How's pops doing? I know it's been
2: it's been a tough couple months. He doing all right?
3: He's actually we just got some uh, some really positive news that had been a tough couple months. His most recent blood work came back and his PSA levels, you know, they're really really starting to go down. Um, so we get to put put off a little bit of treatment for a little while and keep monitoring that blood work. So you know, it's definitely heading in the right direction. So. It's great to hear. Think about you guys
2: regularly, man. It's it's a lot. I really appreciate that. You as it's well. it from experience. It's been a rough freaking month. Like I don't, I completely feel for anybody that that deals with it because it sucks. It sucks. No other way to put it. But fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Damn. So, Damn. Glad to hear he's doing well. Give them both my best. I know. You know, they, they followed along with Kelly and it's I've followed along some on Facebook with your mom's stuff. And it's been it's been good to see that he's he's fighting through it and bouncing back and, and doing pretty well. So really wanted to let that. you know we're thinking of you guys.
0: But where'd Royer go? Yeah. He's pooping. Probably. He's probably, probably. Had to poop again.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> that will be my guess.
2: What's it been like up there?
1: Hey, come on.
2: Hey there, he is.
1: Hey. I was okay. boiling some eggs, man. I- oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it. Uh-huh.
2: I got got my ramen, ramen
0: dinner later. A <laughs> little bit of way of ramen. Okay, well, good.
2: How, how's the first year at Harvard been? Whoo!
3: It's I mean it's a grind. They they put you through it a little bit. uh I mean it's neat. You get to learn a lot of cool stuff. Work with a lot of cool people. Uh, starting to actually learn some medicine. It is – you get people that ask you, like, all – like, back home, like, oh, I actually remember uh, – this is not relevant to your question, but it was funny. Even during UC, you'd have guys like Elijah Ponder and a lot of my defense uh, – guys in my defense line room, they'd come up to me, like, after my second year of school, knowing I want to go to med school and be like, hey, like, I got this, like, thing on my hand. Like, what do you think this is? Like, you think I need medicine? I was like, brother, I have no idea the wrong person. But it's similar here. You got people calling, like, hey, like – what do you think about this? What do you like, do you think it's, it's neat that people kind of start to give you that respect, but man, there's a ways to go. There's a lot of stuff to learn, but learning from some really cool people and, you know, learning a lot of cool stuff. So, you know, look forward to hopefully bringing it back to Cincy with me one day.
2: Is it easy or hard to diagnose a concussion?
3: I I actually did a ton of stuff with our concussion (laughs) program. I think, I think with the right tests, it's easy. I think a lot of the world is used not diagnosing it correctly. Though you're Holy going point. right. You're going right into it, Chad. I, 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 I know he's not allowed to talk about it, but I was just curious. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think we do a very good job as a sports uh, sports world at diagnosing it. But
2: so you think it. you like if you walked into a locker room and you saw a guy sitting there that was concussed, you could walk out a couple minutes later and be like, that guy's not going back in.
1: If you give me ten minutes, <laughs> I can tell you, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I, it's, we would use Blake like all the time. If like one of us like had like a drunken injury, it'd be like drunk doctor Blake trying to fix drunk patient. Like, like who who fell, hit their head. Who got the fan cut my head open one time. Yeah, like coming back, all with this... the toilet paper wrapped all around his head. No, that that was that was a that was bandages. That was. Yeah. That was that was your your people, man. The para the paramedics. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was that was one of those late late Sunday nights when Royer comes in. He's got these bandages wrapped all around his head, like kind of like blood coming through a little bit of one of them. Like, what the hell
2: happened to you? I fought the fan and the fan won. Yeah, mm-hmm. dumbass, Charmin gauze. <laughs> it's a new it's a new line coming out. Coming out from Charmin here in the next couple months. Charmin Dawes.
0: So uh, so I don't know if you guys saw, but the, the Big 12 just announced that they're going to release the schedule for next season tomorrow. So that's uh, something to be pretty excited about. And TCU actually, actually accidentally posted their schedule for next season on their website. So someone's going to probably get fired there. But uh, do you guys, Ryan, you as well, do you guys take ownership of this this leap to the Big Twelve and, and how excited are you to, you know, not have not have to see the Bearcats travel to to Temple or or you know take on ECU at the boneyard and, and this, that, and the other. Is it, is it a little bit of an ownership for the Big Twelve?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm pumped about it. And I definitely think a lot of what we did made a big impact in getting to go there. I'm bummed, you know, never got to experience. I'm pumped to go to a lot of these games and see teams like TCU and Baylor and whatnot coming to NIP. I think that's going to be sick. Um, and then also, you know, like you said, getting to turn on the TV and seeing them play a Baylor, a TCU or something versus ECU. Um, definitely pumped about that. I think, you know, it's, it just goes to show the respect that to get put on Cincinnati. And that was one thing. We always had a chip on our shoulder because no one really respected the University of Cincinnati. So that's the biggest thing is, you know, now they're respecting our name and who we are and playing these big-time teams. So. Yeah, I'm definitely pumped about it, and I definitely, you know, I think our class takes a lot of pride in that, even though 99% of them aren't going to get a play in it.
0: For what it's worth, the accidental release uh, that TCU put, Cincinnati was not on the schedule, so. Damn. That's uh well, I,
1: I guess I would say we got to be ready. <laughs> like, you got to be careful what you wish for sometimes. The boys got to be ready to go. Um you know, after this big off season, this uh, shit storm that kind of hit the program that we got to be ready to face this challenge because we want it. Now we got to go face it. Going to play a lot better teams week in, week out. Um, but it'll be more exciting. I think be good for good for the brand, good for Nippert, good crowds, good teams, good competition. So we just can't there'd be a couple of times during Blake and I's time where we'd come out there and kind of shit the bed and just squeak one out against an ECU or a temple or South Florida. Like we're going to get, we might get 17, three touchdowns put on us. So we can't be uh, caught sleeping at the wheel like we have in the past. Well, the nice thing
2: is, is none of them stink. Yeah. So it's a lot, it's a lot harder to like sleep on somebody. When you know that, like, yeah, maybe they're like six and six and four coming into the game, but they're also like the number twenty-two ranked team in the country at six and four. Yeah, like, yeah. It, you, you don't get a you don't get as much time to like let your guard down. I guess you can say.
0: Yeah, you aren't going to a high school field in New Orleans and playing a a wave. So.
2: There's there's more intensity on a random Friday night at the pit than there is in about 65% of the AAC stadiums. I right. think that's the cool thing about the Big 12. Like, Yes, the competition's going to be good, much better, and like it's going to be a lot more challenging, but like, from where they've been, where things have been the past decade, being in a conference where every program gives a shit, like... Mm-hmm such a different deal than than where things have been, you know, since 2013.
3: 100% especially having to travel for an away game. Like travel is what it is, but having to travel and then walking out there and there being like I don't know 100 people in two state. <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal. That's yeah. dead. I mean, we got more people at our spring game than that. There's more energy
2: at the spring game than a game out there. How bad were those Black Fridays at ECU? Night game, you're stuck in Greenville all day, nothing to
1: do. Like center court, center court Thanksgiving. Yeah, (laughs) I mean it
2: had it had to be awesome,
1: right? (laughs) God bless those workers, but it wasn't the best. Not as good as a little home style cooking, but they tried. (laughs) They
0: tried. They did. They did. (laughs) How uh, hey, how's it, so? How cool was this past year watching, you know, AP in Indianapolis, Des getting his chance in Atlanta, and Sauce being Sauce week in and week out? Was it was it pretty awesome getting to take all that in?
3: Yeah, I mean that was unreal. Actually, AP and the Colts played up in uh, New England, so I had to go see him live, and that was that was a hell of an experience um just getting to see him see him play in an nfl uniform in person i mean i lived with him for like two or three years he was i was sick um and just seeing all the guys ball out you know it's guys that you grew up playing with for three four years and see them go do that go do big things on the big stage i mean that's a hell of a time so it's really cool to see what they do and then also just like meeting people around here it's like oh yeah like i played at uc and they're like oh shit like you know sauce like you played with sauce it's like you realize like what a big name these guys are. It's it's cool to see the impact like Cincy players are making in the NFL. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm
2: pissed I didn't get the invite. Greg Pierce told me he's gonna hit me up and invite me to a game in Indianapolis this year. Royer gets to go, you get to go see him in New, in New England. <laughs> I haven't heard from like Alec graduated. Greg used to text me like every every three days. Alec graduated, he's in Indianapolis now. I've heard from the guy like twice. Yeah, I'm pissed.
1: Fake
3: friend. Yeah, right. Unbelievable. You got to hit him up. Ask him what I, no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no. No, I don't ask. Yeah, that's true. He, he told me, we'll get you up to Indianapolis for a game. That's on him now. That's on him. I'm not going to bug him about it. I might bitch about it on a podcast. Hey, Amen. But, you know, that's on him now. You're right. I'm pissed.
0: I, You know, I – I wasn't. And Natalie the... said
2: uh, that Temple fan cheered pretty loud that one time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and high fived the air. But uh, so um, <laughs> we, uh, I didn't get the tickets from AP or Greg, but I was inside of Lucas Oil for his first touchdown, so that was pretty electric. Oh, that's was very, very drunkenly. Sent Royer a message right afterwards. I was like, the place is electric. <laughs> the
1: greatest celebration ever done in a Colts uniform. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me find the mascot. Jump with the mascot. Yay!
0: Yay! But, no, yeah, it, it's, it's been pretty awesome taking that in. Of course, you know, you're watching the games yesterday, and you see, you know, B. Cook makes a big play on the field, and then you see Sauce in a commercial with James yeah. Ramsey. Yeah, you know, it's just – that 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 whole thing is it's pretty wild, you know. You have Golick mentioning how it was a, uh, you know, the the defensive backfield for the Bearcats was the real deal this past year, and I don't know. The whole thing is is it's pretty cool to see come to fruition, and
2: and now we get the Bearcat Bowl.
0: I know. Yeah. we got three of them in the Super Bowl.
2: Yep. I mean, I know First, it's going to be labeled the Kelsey Bowl, but here I'm labeling it the Bearcat Bowl. Yes. Because I, now, like, do these guys go? Do these two now go down as the two greatest football Bearcats in history? They're gonna be first ballot Hall of Famers.
1: They're, I think Amand, one of them is gonna I have. I think a mod's better. I think a mod's better than both of not them. Not at
2: this. Not at this. No. Right not,
3: now, not at this point. I think, I think he event. He has the One hundred percent has potential. He could get it. He so could get he like
1: are you talking about Bearcat resume or just overall resume? Oh, like, like, uh oh, overall, okay,
2: overall, yeah, yeah. Like what yeah. what you've got. Like when you get to the end of your football playing career, the Kelsey brothers are now the two greatest Bearcats, yes, in terms of football that have ever lived. Probably not Oscar or Sandy Koufax level.
0: Travis, but not
2: Travis, is going to go down as the greatest tight end of all time. Yeah, I don't know that that makes you Tom Brady, like. where where you put Travis on that scale, but they're both going to be no question, no doubt hall of famers. Yeah. And one of them started out as a walk on two star or no star uh, linebacker. linebacker. Mm -hmm. And the other one was a two star quarterback. And I mean, it's uh, I said this last night, like I know it sucks. The Bengals aren't there. Like it would have been great for the city. I'm kind of a half in half out Bengals fan. Um, Why is
1: that? I've always wondered that.
2: So I made a decision. I like, I grew up a diehard Bengals fan. Um, As this really started going like the, the Bearcat journal stuff, like Sundays, usually I was busy because games are on Saturdays. You're, you're still producing content, writing, you know, publishing stuff on Sundays. Um, so I just kind of had my like investment level dialed back. And then they went through a little bit of a period where it was like, I, I can't do this. So uh, somebody suggested that the way to still be like dialed in, but not like emotional. And this will make sense in a minute is instead of watching them as a drama, you watch them as a comedy. mmm because when you watch a drama, you're on the edge of your seat, right? Yeah. And then the episode ends, and all you think about is like, ooh, what's next week gonna be like? Like, you know, damn, that's got me, that's got me thinking about what comes next in this thing. And you're invested in like, if it's a rough loss or whatever, it ruins your day and it sucks, and da-da-da-da-da. And a comedy you just watch, right? And then it's over. And like you go about your business. Nobody's ever like, "Oh man, did you you believe that end of you know the office <laughs> yesterday?" Yeah, can you believe the end of Parks and Rec yet? Like nobody does that. Like it's just like okay, I watched it. I was entertained. It ended. I moved on to something else. So when they when they became good last year, I didn't think it. Like I, I couldn't bring myself to like lie about it. You know what I mean? Like, I had already got myself in this place, and it was still there last year. I I wanted them to win, but I still didn't have that switch where, like, when they lost, I was, like, broken up about it. And it's still, this year hasn't hasn't been any different. I wanted them to win last night, but, I mean, I covered Jason and Travis. I know Jason and Travis. My daughter's name is Kelsey, not by accident. Like, I'm happy for those dudes. So I guess it just like, I don't know. Like I, I, I care, but I don't like my mood doesn't hinge on, yeah. on their outcome.
1: That's like me and the Browns. <laughs> so it's like, it. Oh, they lost again. Kind of yeah. funny.
2: <laughs> okay. Or they get a big win and you're like, Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: Then you get your hopes up a little bit. But then you're like, I know nothing's going to come out of this. So.
2: It's four thirty on a Sunday, and you're like, "All right, what's for dinner tonight? Like, what, what's the move? Where, where are we going?
0: What's the you guys are also explaining to me that you do not gamble, which is good. But uh, the uh, Betfred Sports <laughs> shout out, uh, yeah, the Bengals. Man, it was a double whammy last night. No Jamar really touchdown. Well. Is that what got you? No, it was the it was the money line, and then you know it was just uh, it was bad. It wasn't good. <laughs> it was well,
1: crazy. i i had a i had a prop going. I needed Pacheco to have 25 rush yards and Mixon to have 40, and somehow those didn't happen, which was just like so like unbelievable to me. I was like, "Run the damn ball!" And <laughs> <laughs> hey, Burrow around. and Mahomes were like, "Nah, man. yeah, just like it yeah. everywhere." Burrow, the that leading rusher. Like... Yeah, that was yeah. wild.
0: Blake, are you a huge Bengals fan?
3: Massive. Uh, I was I was about to throw throw a phone throw a remote throw something through the TV last night. That was uh, that was a like frustrating. Blake
1: was texting in the oh, in fun. the group chat. Oh. I was laughing so hard at it.
3: <laughs> I was pissed.
1: I won't. I won't dive into what he said. <laughs> something. should not be repeated.
0: Other than the <laughs> NFL being rigged, I. Yeah, it was just. It That was. That was. That was <sighs> You know when you hop on 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 uh, Twitter, and literally every single comment is about the NFL being rigged or, you know, someone disagreeing with with calls here or there. Oh, and it's like clip that. after clip. Clip yeah. after
3: clip of calls that were missed. I mean, the – The worse uh, the
1: block line, in the back.
3: block in the back. I don't know how you missed that. I mean, you have a ref literally staring at the Gunners the entire way down the
1: field. Right there. That's house. his job. That's, that's
2: his one responsibility. Yeah, Stare at huge, the Gunners. That's yeah, it.
1: That was a huge, huge missed call. Yeah, because that I set that him up. down was – the missed holding call on Mahomes' scramble. Two holding, two holdings on the same play. Compounded by just a bonehead play by Osai. I felt bad for him.
2: Yeah. The crazy part about the third down is, is the guy that stopped it actually did the right thing. Like, do you know what, what happened there?
1: Oh, are you like, talking about the, the play clock? Oh yeah. oh. yeah, so
2: there was an incomplete pass, and the play clock got screwed up. And the head official comes in, and that guy's terrible. The lead official comes <laughs> in and he's like, reset the play clock to 10 and start the game clock and the play clock on my whistle. So the game clock wasn't supposed to start because the previous play was an incomplete pass. So he erroneously started the play clock and the guy, the back judge or whatever caught it and came in and blew the play dead, like, as it was happening. But, it, it, like, there was a legit issue there. But the issue was the lead official was a fucking idiot. Like, that, that that's what caused the problem. All he had to do was reset the play clock to 10, start on my whistle, and everything would have been fine. But he said start the play clock and the game clock on my whistle – so when he started it, the clock operator just did what he was told. And the other official came in and was like, no, you idiot. Start <laughs> the play clock. The game clock doesn't start here." Yeah.
1: Jack well, that it. just gave me flashbacks back to Temple. With yeah. The, the main yeah. field goal. The TV commercial hasn't ended yet. We have Except to it had. Time. It had. I was
2: watching it yeah. on TV. Oh, yeah. The TV was like on the kick.
1: I can't we believe totally yeah. yeah I still can't believe that that uh, the fact that the TV needs to be the the camera needs to be on determines that we have to replay the freaking snap. Oh my I god. I have watch
3: games on TV in the past though where they come back from commercial and like show a play they missed. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Happens.
0: Yeah.
1: We I, lost.
0: <laughs> yeah. We uh, lost that game. That game yeah, that game sucked. That was but, awesome. Yeah. Um but and and then, then of they course,
2: celebrated on your sidelines, and then that Tuesday, we talked to Mets before the mm-hmm. uh, fickle press conference and asked him how he handled seeing a team celebrate on his sidelines, and he said, "I would break them." <laughs> That's what he told yep. us.
1: That's awesome,
0: dude. The worst Love thing about it. that that one like replay of the third down was that they sacked Mahomes then, and then of course they get a holding yeah. penalty. Yeah,
3: the next
0: Another... third.
3: Down, that are you talking about that call on the next third down? Yeah, no,
0: that was the no that on that third down point.
2: was the the Eli Apple hole that so I they thought got a first down. It. That was a bad call too.
3: That was I thought that was almost as bad as the Logan Wilson call in the Super Bowl last year. Same crew, by
2: the way. Yeah, like, it is. Like, wow. same crew. Oh wow,
0: It's just money. We'll make more of it. It'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> It'll be all right. But yeah, that was a that was a tough game to stomach. Um.
2: All right, you got you guys, you two, where's is Royer still dealing with eggs? Jesus
0: Christ, right? He's he's making he's making a quiche or something. I
3: mean, that's gotta be the most complicated egg dish that's ever been made. How right. much work put into that thing?
0: Yeah, what is he was he but,
3: but I can tell you one thing, he definitely doesn't know how to cook either. So I don't know no. what, what he's doing in there.
0: Shut up, man.
1: No, I know how to cook. Listen what I'm doing. I gotta get my protein in so I don't wake up in the middle of the night and have problems. We'll just leave it at let that. the man do his protein oh. prep for the week. <laughs> All right, well, what were you about to say let you two like that. give us some stories.
2: Let's let's hear some Royer Basavich uh, sh- like uh some skinny.
1: <laughs> well, let's see here.
2: Nothing that's going to get Blake kicked out of medical school though.
0: <laughs> the previous that's coaching true. staff is also gone, so they're You pretty can say whatever you
1: want about them.
0: Blake, you got anything
1: that comes to mind? You were Blake was just talking about me coming home. Well, yeah, the thing is, Blake
2: me. remembers a lot more Royer stories than Royer <laughs> remembers Blake stories. There's
3: been, uh, there's been. I'm trying to. There's been plenty of times
2: where Royer coming home. I'm trying to, you
3: know, that one, one where
1: you, you running into there. you after getting dropped off by uh, campus police. Uh, that was probably up there. I got the off by on my head. Police? No, me when I came back with the bandage. That, and you were you were studying.
3: <laughs> I'm the I'm the only one home, and I like hear someone like stumble around outside, and I open the door, and there's like the campus police car, and Royer like stumbles out of the back, bandage all around his <laughs> head, like blood like soaking through the bandage, like stumbling to the door, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? He just like stumbles into Will's room, like falls on his bed, is trying to tell me what happened. Poor I still know what happened until the next day. Poor Will. <laughs>
1: thanks will took care of me
3: no the actually one that one that came to mind is i remember after i got hurt i was like in a boot and then i had knee surgery at the same time too so i was in a full knee brace and on crutches and it was like probably a couple weeks post-op and i was finally on like able to move around a little better so i was like and we had a long weekend and michelle and aaron were like all right now like whatever you do like don't go drink this weekend because like it'll make me my swelling go crazy it's just horrible Royer and the boys all get me, get me to go to some party, some house party. And next thing I know is there's, I'm getting picked up by like my boot and like my cast and doing like, (laughs) and Royer's like standing there, like yelling, like cheering me on. And someone takes a video and somehow Michelle sees Royer like sitting there screaming for me to do a keg stand and me doing a keg stand in my cast. And she walks in and it's just like, what did I tell you not to do? And I was like, drink, like I chilled at home. She's like, really? Like, I saw a video that said something a little different, and she was just like, you got on me and Royer for that one." But that
2: was, <laughs>
4: that,
3: was
2: that was a good one. It's a good video. Roy, Royer, how many dozen eggs a day?
1: How many dozen eggs? I how just many eat dozen four. Eggs do
2: you, four eggs a day.
1: <laughs> four. I have two hard boils for breakfast, and then I'll have two after lunch. They're so good. Look at it. Look at this little guy. Gonna... Right in the gullet, hey baby. Hey Royer, as, uh... you do a
2: soft boil or a hard boil?
1: I do a hard. I like it hard, chap. <laughs> 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 yep.
3: Has the uh, has the furniture been managing to stay inside the new place, not out the window?
1: <laughs> oh man, that's a good story. you? Where are one? you? Where were I, you at for that? That
3: was uh, that was before who was the girl that lived underneath what was her name? Tommy. Tommy, that was before she still lived there, so I didn't live in that room yet. I was I think I was just a, no, I went back home that night. I went back home to see the fam. And I, of all people, got the text from Donnie, like what the
1: hell happened? And I had no <laughs> <laughs> so we um, we uh let's so Tommy is this girl, grad school student, someone like Blake, but just doesn't like doesn't really get after it. And she's probably picked the worst place to live on campus. Just (laughs) the jackass football players. And I don't know, like I, we were just having a lot of fun, go back onto my side of the house. So she lives under me and it was a bunch of, I don't even know what even started it, but you know, sometimes you get a little destructive when you're drunk. as men, we tend to do things like that. I don't know about you guys. So my friends just started handing me stuff, and I'll, I was on my fire escape. I started throwing it, throw it on the ground. Started with cups, then I went to plates, then we got to like kitchen utensils, and then we ended up, we ended up with chairs and like all these different <laughs> big items. <laughs> what do you say?
3: I was like, there's like half of a table, like basically anything you could find in a kitchen managed to fit out the window.
1: And <laughs> the girl, the girl below. And then we they came for
2: your chair and you tackled the shit out
1: of it. <laughs> no, no, we couldn't have got that. The girl below didn't know what was going on. She didn't, she thought someone was robbing the house. And like one of my one of the guys was down there. She's like sticking her hands on the window, I was like, help, help, what's going on? And so of course, the person who's down there goes, I don't know. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. She calls the police. Police show up. And you know, I I had to have a I had to have a sobering conversation. They said, "You know, we know you play football, right?" I was like, "Yes, ma'am." And she said, "You know, we are in contact <laughs> with your football coaches, and we're going to be letting them know about this." And I'm like, "Understandable. I'm sorry." And then all, <laughs> all of a sudden, long, from the background, you hear, "Don't you know, pump it up? <laughs> you got to pump
2: it up. Don't you?" Know. Yeah,
1: that would have been good. <laughs> So I was um, scared all our, week. I, I never got that what's she was like wasn't
3: she like hiding in her dog cage or something? <laughs> I
1: don't know. She like hits she someone no <laughs> no said she like locked herself in the dog cage or something. <laughs> I, I could totally see someone making that shit up. <laughs> I do not know what's truthless to that, but I remember the joke is always she locked herself in her dog cage. Yeah, I mean that would be That would make it even better of a story.
2: (laughs) Roy, are you eating those eggs, shells and all? Oh, no. It was a Okay. I peeled those suckers. I thought you were eating them, shells and all. Natalie said four eggs a day. Okay, Mr. Moneybags. Yeah, I know. He works at GE. He's a working man now. Yeah. He He I make
1: so much money. He makes so much
2: money. He made so much money. He gave up his final year of what he loves more than life itself.
1: So I, I'm like Joey Bosa. Do you guys see that video of him? Holy oh, yeah. Yeah. crap! Not, that not is bad. Look. I am rich. As shit. Yeah, it wasn't a good. That look. is crazy. And hey. it's like dumbass. Well, that was his dad, right? Yeah. Stinger right next so, to him, yeah. like oh, yeah, you, yeah.
2: Good what job. Me, Meatheads are us. <laughs> yeah.
0: What was the consequence, Ryan, of what of your actions throwing well, I got things? I of it. All right. Did well,
1: uh, there was no consequences <laughs> except I had to clean it all up, and it was, yeah. it snowed. So I was out there, and they have videos of it. The guys, Alec, I remember Alec yelled at me. Alec was like yelling at me, like my dad. He's like, "You got to get your life together. You can't be doing <laughs> shit like this. Like you're an idiot. Like go out there and clean it up." I'm like, "Okay, I will." It's snowy slush, so I'm out there like. Scooping it up with my hands, using shovels, trying to clean up all the glass because Danya said she was going to like evict me from the apartment if I didn't. Do that. <laughs> so I, I did. I cleaned it up, and every once in a while, for the next year, I'd walk in, I'd always see like a piece of plate or a piece of glass. <laughs> very it all, I guess. He
3: just he scooped up. He basically just shoveled our entire yard. He just scooped up all the snow and dumped it into the garbage cans. And then it got down to like five degrees the next day. So like for the next two weeks, we just garbage. <laughs> yeah. Thought
1: about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've done a similar yeah. night, Ryan. Uh, yeah. At a at an ex's apartment, she woke me up the next morning and said, "Brent, come come out here." And she was like, "What is what is this?" And I'd like look out the <laughs> look look out on the balcony. It just down on the ground is just her coffee table broken, oh three chairs God. broken. Just we just launched it off of her balcony. The night so,
1: <laughs> Did you make it out alive?
0: My made it out alive. Eh, no, my. It's the last was, time they. It's the last time they saw each other. We uh, <laughs> we ended things shortly after. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Let's, that Let's way. go. But,
2: uh, yeah. All right, Blake. Uh, how in tune with you are? Are you on Bearcats basketball? You want to stick around for some basketball, or you got to bounce?
3: No, I'll stick around and hear about. It. I might not have much to add, but I've been keeping up with the scores and stuff, so this might actually catch me up a little bit more.
0: There you go, well, Aaron.
2: Aaron, would you care to rejoin us?
0: Well, real quick though, I got to ask. Oh, Aaron, you're muted. Blake, thoughts on uh, on the new staff? Any any first? Uh first thoughts as just breaking down or what do you, what, what you've been able to hear or anything? About um, you? you know, I've, from what
3: I've heard, you know, honestly, it seems like uh, it's been, there's been pretty good things about it. You know, I like kind of the energy that a lot of the uh, players have had towards, you know, I've heard good things from the guys that they like, you know, kind of the offensive scheme coming in uh, like a lot of the energy the coaches are bringing um, from what I've, Heard and seen it looks like they're a hell of a recruiting staff and you know really kind of know the NIL landscape pretty well. So I'll be excited to see what they do about that. I, I did think it was pretty cool how uh, Coach Satt had that former players meeting, uh, kind of right when he got hired, just shows that you know he does about val- he values kind of a lot of what's happened. I respected that a lot kind of from the get go. So you know, I, I'm excited about the future. I'm not gonna lie, I was really, really kind of nervous about what was going to come in, especially when it kind of seemed like a lot of the obvious choices weren't going to happen. Um, So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I I do like it. I think it should be good. And hopefully it all works out for the best.
0: Aaron, did you have any, any, any questions lined up football wise? No, I mean, I got to hear
4: most of the questions that I had were questions that you guys had. And I mean, hearing anything about Harvard is fascinating so, well done. You. you got Make any, like, account?
1: funny – wait, we, we need – any, like, crazy, funny stories? Like, there's all these rumors about what goes on at Harvard. Harvard's actually nuts. So, I, there, there was so one What's the social thing. scene like?
3: There was one – so, this isn't Harvard-specific. Um, but I remember seeing, like, posts and stuff, like, oh, like, Ivy League undergrads, like, naked parties and stuff. And I was like, no way that's true. So I got a bunch of classmates from like Yale and Penn and whatnot, and I was like, "All right, you gotta you gotta clear up the rumors for me. Like, does that actually happen at Harvard undergrad? Like, or at Ivy undergrad schools? Like, are there naked parties? Supposedly, it's one hundred percent true. Oh. Ivy, I really think I'll take the wrong undergrad school to go to. Um, but yeah, I guess that's. that's Wait, you Ivy don't school.
1: remember our naked parties at Jefferson?
3: Oh no! I do remember you. You being naked. Yeah, it was just. All, <laughs> it, was,
1: it, was just it was just. all the guys. All the guys there. Yeah. We'll invite over some more guys on the team. Yeah, I That's think it rough. was a dudes only night. But yeah. dudes only. Saturday
0: a different fest. kind of fan that you're working
1: with there too. Yeah, though. yeah. A mini corn dog fest too for some. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Bite size. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Guys like me. <laughs> 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 Hel- helicopter fan, not quite on his feelings. <laughs> Future imagination. Your imagination. Uh, <laughs> can we can we, we timestamp? Yeah, yep. timestamp.
2: <laughs> all right, this timestamp I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Nick, Nick, Nick Tino. I'm sorry. Quick Paper Supply, local family-owned restaurant supply company. <laughs> For all your non-food products, Quick Paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low-minimum next-day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029, and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. I'm sorry, Nick. Sometimes sometimes the timestamps don't fall in a great spot. I, I,
0: wish I, I wish I had a better <laughs> answer
2: for you. <laughs> Woo! All right, Brett, take us into some basketball. Ah.
0: Uh, Seventy-five. Sixty-nine. Very nice. Um, it was a it was a game that was thrilling. It was a game that was exciting. It was a game that uh, kind of brought some hope, brought some life, brought some juice but one that that ended in a loss for the Bearcats uh, at Houston number 3 team in the country um, you know I, Chad and Aaron you guys had your your post convo about it uh Ryan though were you able were you able to take in the Houston game the the near scalp the near monster upset
1: i i was and it's funny how literally last week we're talking about gotta have fast can't give up fast stars we gotta be the ones having the fast starts we gotta be the ones making the shots hitting all the threes starting out fast i mean what more could you ask for a 13 point lead to start the game a six what is it a 16-0 run like what like what more could you ask for but if there's a team that's going to find a way to come back from that and stick to it and find a way to beat you it's Houston and it's exactly what happened i mean i liked what i saw i liked the fight i liked the defense in the first half too i especially the first 10 minutes just shows they had a good game plan the guys were high energy um they are attacking the glass too but you know just it's just like getting closer but you know i think i think the standard of this program is we don't really have a lot of moral victories so got to still I think that's, that's a fine around.
2: line that that people like, I think it's a crutch for people Um, because it's okay to say losing. is not okay. Yeah. But we can also talk about progress being made in a loss, right? Like Aaron and I talked about this last night, Ryan, what we talked about after the Memphis game was that was a team that didn't expect to win that game. They didn't play like they expected to beat Memphis.
4: Saturday night.
2: Well, but I mean, on this show last week, we talked about Memphis. Whatever day it was played, I I don't care. I don't know what day it is. I've spent – tomorrow is five weeks. I've spent all but three days and five weeks sitting in a hospital room. I don't know what day it is. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) It's Monday the 30th. Awesome. One day after Blake Mm – Blake, of it. One day after Blake. Blake. That's what
2: I should know it's one day after Blake's birthday.
0: His 23rd. What we harped
2: on last week was that they didn't expect to beat Memphis. They played like they expected to fucking beat Houston. And yeah. that's the progress that I was talking about. Like, it might not work out. And you know why it didn't work out? Because even when they were up 13, the pressure that Houston puts on you to play great for 40 minutes is immense. Like, for 32 minutes, like, they build up that 19-6 that to 6 lead. Houston immediately, I think, cut it to, like, 6 or 7 um, in the next segment. And, and then UC answered, got it back to 11. Houston got it back to 6. UC got it back to 10. Houston got it back to 5 or 6. But Cincinnati stood in the ring and traded Haymakers.
1: Rocky and one. eventually...
2: Houston wore them down because they have the better talent. Jarris Walker and Jamal Shedd just hit tough shot after tough shot. Contested shot against good defense. If guys are hitting, and you guys know this, like, Blake, as a defender, there are plays that you're okay with. Like, if the offense makes this play, okay. Like, we did what we could. We had our guys in the places we wanted them. The coverage was right. The pressure was right. They made a play. Houston did that, and and sometimes you just have to be like, fuck, right?
4: Houston was deeper too. I mean, they had three guys with over thirty minutes. Only only had three guys with over thirty minutes, whereas Cincinnati, Cincinnati had five. right? So I mean, they they certainly wore them down both with the haymakers they were throwing, but also just on a minute standpoint. Cincinnati looked gassed at the end.
2: And they were hanging on for dear life, and Houston was was yeah. throwing the ball to two guys that were making everything.
4: One of
1: those guys is going to be a top ten pick in the NBA draft. I mean, Houston's just a Final Four team. I mean, they played – like that was last year yeah. or two years ago. I don't remember. But, I mean, they're, they're a top five team this year. I mean, that's what you're going to get. They're coached really well. They're it's just that those are the kind of – those that's the kind of style you're going to get from a, a team like that, a program that's in the state they're in. They're physical.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, so Temple pulled off the upset against Houston uh, last weekend. not Not this past weekend, but the weekend before. But the reason that they were able to was, first off, they slowed it down to a freaking grind and made it so it was tough for both teams to get anything going offensively. And then they just answered every single time that Houston came with with a haymaker here or a haymaker there. so the the opportunities were there for Cincinnati to answer when Houston made those final Haymaker moves down the stretch. The fact of the matter is that the game was just more offensive than this game was because both teams couldn't miss for the most part in the first half and then right. Houston could not miss that final 10 minutes I it was unbelievable some of the shots that walker was making and then that last shot that shed made was unbelievable as well so i you know you have the the mike wood shot from the side you have dave shot at the top of the key right after landers got hurt you have two threes from jeremiah that that rimmed out you have multiple putback attempts by you know jeremiah was in there vic was in there just uh, simply they couldn't they couldn't answer with a made shot that would have put them over the over the hump, and you got to answer against a team like Houston, because in the end, it felt like one of those games where the better team is going to eventually figure out a way, and that's what Houston was able to do. And Cincinnati not making the shot to respond to what Houston was doing is the big reason why. But
2: and they did that for thirty-four minutes, thirty-five right. minutes, like they right. made the shot, and exactly. then it dried up because Houston's defense, the number five-rated defense on Ken Palm. Cranked
0: it up. Yep. You know, it up a notch. They did. Uh, but you know, I think two two more things that you can pull out is is Landers Nolly is a stud. A dude. He, he is. Dude. he's a guy that, you know, so you can pin Landers Nolly as a jump shooter, but his when when things started crumbling for Cincinnati, he took he took it baseline and, and knocked down what was that, like a 12 footer? Yeah. And got fouled. He missed a free throw, but that's a play where it shows that Landers is getting ready to take that next step of not only just, you know, being jump shooter first, but also putting the ball on the deck, trying to get closer to the basket, things of that, that sort as well. Uh, But I I don't know. It just, Vic as well is another guy that, I, I mean, his dunk in the first half that was like through traffic was something where I said, wow, I did not expect to see that out of Vic. Uh, That's
4: what what you want to see out of Odie because he's so strong, but
1: he just doesn't go strong to the hoop.
0: Yeah. I said Houston will always be a tough game for Odie.
1: Vic's really cementing himself as like a very reliable offensive option now. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And then Dave brought it too. I mean, Jeremiah was hitting shots in the first half and just the the, the, the well went dry. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a tough game because you watch the whole time, and you're just sitting there waiting for Houston to make their big run. And when they did, it, it kind of felt like okay, well, you know, Cincinnati tried as hard as they could, but Houston came out, figured it out, and they pulled out the win. Um, so we mentioned Vic, we mentioned Landers, anyone else kind of stick out. You know, Aaron and Chad, you guys kind of broke down player by player. But a couple of days removed, anyone else on the roster kind of stick out after. I mean, that was obviously going to be the toughest game on the road this entire season, but it looked like there was a lot of players that really stepped up and had had really, really strong performances.
4: I mean, Micah stood out, not in a good way, but um, yeah. outside of that, like, like you said, I mean, we broke down pretty much every player's performance, um, not much from the bench, as you only had five minutes each for uh, Dan and, and Reed, the freshman. Um, Rob Finnessy back. Um, so that, I guess, sticks out. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty big to finally have Rob Finnessy back. Um, obviously, they're working him in slowly, as he only had four minutes. But um, And then Kalu with a minute. So just not a ton of minutes there from the bench. Yeah.
0: I I kind of felt like they – it is weird the minutes distributed a little like that because I felt like Kalu came in at two different times. So I guess only amounted to one minute of, of playing time. But I, I thought know. it was
4: just the end of the first
0: half. Now he so he checked in like midway through the first half and then came back in at the end. So okay, must have just been a been an adding up. But I don't know. Right.
2: You you hit on this um talking about the UCLA game and and being kind of that that third guy at the Jack. How hard is it as a true freshman to like mentally and physically feel like okay, I'm ready for this because oh, you it, didn't play, but like you were, you were, you weren't run, you didn't run scout team, did you? Like you, I thought yeah. I think you ran, you were in the in the the black jersey all year, right?
3: Yeah, I ran with, the, I got to run with the twos most of that year, um, but I mean, it's it's a tall task mentally. I mean, that's coming from just being used to playing high school ball. And, I mean, the speed of the game is so different. The mental, like, demand is so different. But then it also – I mean, you hear about it with guys transitioning to the NFL all the time. It's the same thing from high school to college, just the uh, the confidence aspect. When you haven't really gotten that kind of time yet, you're still building up that confidence. And, I mean, that plays a major role. It's, it's a tough, tough thing to uh, overcome and a tough thing to uh, develop for sure.
0: I think Brian brings up a good question here um, about Rob coming back. And you guys think Mike is wearing down a bit.
2: I I think one, yes, I do a little bit. And I I also think teams like all of a sudden he's back on the scouting report. Right. Like
4: Mm.
2: he had that little stretch and that's always the adjustment. We talk about it all the time, especially in basketball. You have a guy that goes for 19 against Houston and hits 8 of 11 shots, guess what? The scouting report, the next game, is going to look a lot different on you than it did uh, before you had your big night. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry.
4: I was just going to say, yeah, no, I I certainly think he's wearing down a little bit. I mean, he's been the predominant point guard on this team, um, with Dave spelling him here and there. But I don't think he expected to play these type of minutes. I don't think coach expected him to play these types of minutes because of the injury to fantasy. So um, I agree that it is a good time for Rob to be healthy again uh, as you're coming on the last part of your season uh, before tournament time. So no, I, I think this is great for fantasy to be back.
0: Yeah. I, I think all of the above it, it's, it, it's good to get some more time to just kind of get a, get acclimated to, to what the game's gonna bring because Mike has been picking up some foul some ticky tack fouls as well. I found out against Memphis and, and that's uh, where you wear down is
2: defensively more than right. first. Like you wear right. down first defensively.
0: Yeah. That only what played twenty seven minutes against Memphis. He was one to ten in that game. Fouled out. And then again in this one he picked up I think it was what two quick fouls in the first half or or you know somewhere around there and then a early third. It just Seems like he's he's trying to get back in the flow that he had before, but yeah, yeah it's uh,
4: chasing the dragon.
0: Good to have Rob back. There's no doubt about that. Um, get yeah. right game on on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, Tulsa still you gotta you gotta give a little love to Tulsa because they they played Memphis tough on uh, yesterday, but still, it's uh, Tulsa's probably the worst team in the league.
2: But, but that's what a get-right game is all about, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter that they had a good game against Tulsa or against Memphis or whatever. You've right. got to go out there on your home floor and put away an inferior opponent. But I guess there is an interesting question to be asked about Tulsa. That's my cat.
4: I was laughing at Natalie's comment.
2: Oh. Um, chasing the dragon does mean something I, else. I'm, I'm aware. Um. Do so you sit Landers Wednesday? Uh,
4: with the injury to his knee, maybe, or you play him limited minutes based on the flow of the game. But you also can't. So it was his
2: right knee, I believe it was his right knee that was sore coming into the game, and then it was his left knee that he hit knees and and missed a you know a couple minutes at the end of the Houston game. So now you got a guy with a right knee that's flared up and a left knee that just, you know, took a, uh, took a knee to the, you know, knee to knee action, (coughs) you know, maybe it would be a good time to have a doctor, maybe a a Harvard educated doctor on this show uh, to give his thoughts on whether or not, you know, you, you rest a guy for you, you give him a game off to try to get back for the stretch because if not, you put them out there, and you get in this stretch afterwards where you've got some important games stacking back to back to back to back that you really need to win. Blake, would you sit Landers Nolly, Wednesday night?
3: Um, you know, I mean, not seeing what happened, it's hard to say. But based off what you guys said, if it's kind of like hard, need any contact, and there's probably you know, my guess would be some bone bruising going on there, which is going to lead to a lot of the inflammation. And I mean, that inflammation is kind of what's going to lead to that pain and limited mobility. So, you know, with the big stretch coming up, I think, you know, the number one objective is to get rid of that inflammation. I mean, playing's only going to exacerbate that. So, I mean, again, I don't know the exact specifics or kind of, you know, how that affects the lineup as much, but from a perspective of what you've said about the injury, if the goal is to get him back for a tough stretch, I mean, if he plays
2: and he, he keeps that inflammation going, it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Natalie wants to know how many eggs you would prescribe to get Landers back to 100%. If lawyer is eating
3: four, it's definitely got to be more than that. So I'm going to say at least six.
1: <laughs> what is the egg, egg obsession? I didn't think the eggs would be hitting this hard. Uh,
2: a dozen a day, Natalie. Brian says a dozen a day.
0: Those eggs Roy, slap. you've
2: been around here long enough to know, like, once you put something on tape, the chat is relentless.
1: <sighs> All right, I'm going to be sucking down hard-boiled eggs like it's my job. I, I, <laughs> Look at,
4: looking at the schedule, though, they don't have a, a stretch like they just had where they have basically a week off until oh. uh February, February right. 26th. That's uh, what I'm that's, saying.
2: Like, you get past Tulsa and you're going twice a week all the way through till and games that matter in terms of seating in the conference tournament.
0: Right. So Chad, was, was that a little like strange seeing that injury? Like, I feel like it was, uh, I mean, I saw what Springer tweeted it and I had not heard of any, apparently apparently, what
2: happened was, cool. was they had the week off. They, you know, and a lot of times you guys can attest to this, like on a bye week you'll have one day where you like go like, right. Like, it's a, it's a day to kind of get after it. And then you get some time to, like, recover. Apparently last week, like, they, you know, they had the game on uh, Sunday, Sunday against Memphis. They had a light day or an off day, either a light day or an off day on Monday. And then Tuesday they went and got after it. And Wednesday he woke up with his right knee kind of barking a little. And they gave him Thursday and Friday off. Which that's a guy that doesn't take days off. So it, it was. It was definitely there was definitely some concern. Oh, we're gonna do this for sure with Blake from here on out. He is mm-hmm. our resident uh, injury expert from here on out. It's like so, when they, Blake. The fun part Jean-Star is their
0: store or whatever.
2: Yeah, the Gene <laughs> Stator like is to <laughs> yeah. officiating. Blake is now to this podcast like he's gonna. Come on and talk about injuries. Yeah, you let me know when you got big injuries and need an opinion.
4: Just gonna have to
0: call him in. Like you know? like randomly they brought like Jake Feely on or something. Like like they have like a kicker just waiting to talk about kicking and he only says one thing every game. It's weird. I just that could be you, Blake. Just <laughs> we haven't to mention the injury, I'm fasting you. I thought oh about my, having Blake on
2: when 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 Ben had the the issue that Ben had. I thought about having Blake on then, but that, then there was a, a HIPAA issue or two. I think. Oh yeah, that's that. <laughs> that, that a little tricky.
3: When uh,
2: I actually know the people, <laughs> <laughs> I you know I asked Blake, "You think he's coming back?" And, and Blake just gave me some wide eyes. Like, yeah, I can't say whether I think he's coming back or not. But I think my face (laughs) can tell you the story. i try try and give you a hint there. (laughs) Everybody's like, he's got his helmet on in the sidelines. And I was like, look, he ain't going back in that fucking game. I'll tell you that right now. No. God love Benny. I love that. I was
4: was standing there for that conversation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think – I think we've seen. I think I think we've seen the, the end of, of Ben's uh, activity in this particular contest this afternoon. <laughs> yeah.
3: On that particular uh, day, yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. Not not Ben. Not, yeah. Not, but... not that, but our interaction <laughs> after
4: Blake's Blake's when... face. was yeah, exactly <laughs> speaking about
3: twenty words without saying a single one. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. You're getting, you're good at that. You're pretty good at that already.
3: Appreciate that. It'd be great what, to what are the odds that you
2: come what are, what are the odds eventually you come back and replace Aaron? That would be great.
3: I don't know about Aaron. I, I don't know that I particularly want to work as an athletic trainer after going to school for 12 years, but maybe maybe Colosimo. Yeah, he retired. Like I know, he's out. You know, I might be the only person that cares about this, but do you know who's taken his role?
2: I have not heard yet.
3: Yeah, I was wondering about that. I don't know who it'll
2: be. You got your eye on it though.
3: Divine. Divine Divine's like the med head guy though. He doesn't do surgery.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would guess they would have to bring somebody in that we don't like. I don't know of anybody that's like in line to fill that role.
3: Yeah, it could be Growy. He does a lot of other sports. He's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. he'd be a good option, but I don't know who it'll be. I've been wondering that for a little while.
2: You got safe to say you got your eye on that job.
3: Yeah, just give me give me, shoot, what is it? About, About six,
2: seven years,
3: Ten, uh, five, ten more years. Carry the
2: <laughs> one, subtract. <laughs> That's n- nothing. Nothing. Hey I give you credit. Look, I, we have another guy that was supposed to be on the doctor like path
1: uh-huh.
2: that is a, a contributor to this network. And he did like one semester of the doctor path after school. <laughs> and decided that he was just going to sell medical supplies.
3: <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, it's a grind. Hey, everything's got its role. I know I know who you're talking about.
2: I'm not going to name names, but his initials are GC.
3: Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> as soon as he started saying that, I know who you're talking
2: about. That would be fascinating, is having you and Garrett on to do a show together. Hey, both bombers. I know. There we go. He's one. Of, Garrett is genuinely one of my favorite people.
3: He's, he's a great guy. He's the best. Such a
2: genuine, smart, like fun guy.
4: Mm-hmm. It
2: was actually like we had to we had to kind of decide: did we want to go like intelligent, um, over the top like football commentary, or did we want to go Royer? <laughs> <laughs> and we went Royer.
1: Oh man! Right. <laughs> so you got the intelligent uh, football commentary, right? Yeah, there we go. Right?
2: That's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then other stuff. Good. You you provided the other stuff that Garrett would have never let us into. <laughs> I want to do. How about this, Blake? I want to do a podcast next year uh-huh. that's just Garrett and Trout.
3: Oh, that would be oh. good. How's that Trout doing?
2: Good. He's good. Like I, I still get a chance to catch up with him occasionally. I love Trout. Like same. Such a funny dude. Such a
3: hilarious. Generous, you but could yeah, tell really
1: stories about trout at higher uh, ground. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what he did? He would swallow a hot dog whole and spit it back up out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, multiple <laughs> a like, time. Like, oh, <laughs> like, spit it back up. It was the craziest I've never seen anything. Multiple
3: times. of time. It was, there was one time I actually thought he was going to, like, he was, like, struggling to get it back up. He was like, did, were you, to, like,
2: were you, like, going to have to Heimlich? Were you
3: we were wondering for a little bit, like seeing get this. I think he tried to do like two or three once.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
4: <laughs> Natalie said, "Like a fucking seagull." <laughs>
1: Basically, yeah. Wow. It, look, it, it was like not human. No, trout's not human.
2: human. Yeah, trout's not human. <laughs> Trout also had like heat issues every other day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Every
2: other day, you looked and Trout was down. It could be like eighty-two <laughs> yeah, degrees, did. no humidity, and like a light breeze, and you would look over at like one-on-ones, and Trout would be down. And they would have <laughs> his helmet off and like the rags out. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, he also had the greatest thing ever when he went, uh, tried to dive to tackle what was his name for the for South Florida, the quarterback, Quentin Flowers. Yes. <laughs> was it no um, wait no, no 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 it was the linebacker their deep, yeah it was a yeah. linebacker um, I completely I, but
2: I yeah I want next year I want a podcast with, with Garrett and Trout just talking like O-line and football and, and whatever after every game I, I think those two just crack cool. me up they crack me up so much like a fucking seagull oh, Jesus Christ um all right do we time stamp do mailbag and get us out of here
0: yeah let's do it I all right
2: let me i forgot i took it down for a second uh here we go quick paper supply your locally and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products like to-go containers cups pizza boxes to-go bags can liners napkins they've been open since 2009 and are one of the largest minority owned companies in the city Call Nick at 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. This is fun. Blake, you're the guest. You get get first crack at all these questions. At what? It's a mailbag, so it's just questions from the fans.
4: Oh. Wasn't Wasn't a ton in the mailbag this week. I'll refresh just to see if any hopped in throughout the show uh but the first question in the mailbag is actually for Royer but you can ask Blake it too. uh have you sure uh have you ever went to lay out a freshman during practice or a spring game only to end being the one on the receiving end of getting smacked any good stories
1: oh man i i've I mostly got most of my licks from like the veteran O-lineman catching me lacking sometimes on a pole. But my first l- – I, I got a one story. My first time in pads, I was kind of like – Coach Freeman was kind of like – he was liking what I was doing because I was just kind of like that crazy, just nut job. And he's like, all right, this is your time. Show me what you got. Like, like I want to see what you can do. And – I'm going against Hunter Gillespie. You guys remember him? I do. Yeah, he was, he was a walk-on running back, just buff guy. And it was like goal line tackle drill, and I go up and just immediately planted. Like my my fucking feet were straight up in the air. Like my the back of my shoulders, back of my shoulders hit the ground before anything else. <laughs> and Coach Freeman just looked at me with just like pure disgust. Didn't even say anything. <laughs> I just got my happy ass in the back of the line. Didn't, go, <laughs> didn't, didn't do anything the rest of that drill. I'll be back here if you need me. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> That's all I had for today.
4: <laughs> oh, boy. Play Did you have any I... situations like that, Blake?
3: Um, first one that comes to mind, it wasn't really – it wasn't truly a freshman, but it was like right when Rome transferred in. And I mean, we knew he was coming from Alabama or thing. We were still figuring out like exactly how good he was. It was like right when he got here. And I mean, I was I kind of had an angle on him. And this dude stiff armed me so damn hard. It was like head in the <laughs> turf or anything else. Like one of those things that you just like see them play over and over he was again. Dribbling on your court. head
2: like a basketball.
3: Oh um, my! I mean, he bounced that thing off the ground like two times. It was. It was
2: pretty bad. <laughs> You got up and went, oh, Alabama transfer, Jerome.
3: Yeah, I got up and I was like, all right, this dude's, yeah, I'm going to take him seriously next time.
1: Yeah, because Rome was super, like, laid back and, like, in the weight room, he kind of was, like, he just seemed, like, a little just, like, reserved in everything he did. Then, like, they gave him the ball. I remember the first scrimmage when he could go live. Just no one could tackle him. Just run people over, stiff arm, breaking every tackle. Just I was like, all right, he's the truth. True or false. That was a blind
2: spot of the previous staff. They hated guys that were laid back. Or like, you know, like they didn't like Wiggins initially because he smiled too much. They didn't like Rome initially because they thought he was too, like, they thought he was too chill. They wanted everybody to be Royer.
1: They wanted everyone to be – Fickle wanted everyone to be him. Just a, yeah. Yeah. a psycho.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and when they had got – like they struggled – figuring out those guys that were like, that weren't like fickle. yeah. But then eventually I thought as they got like later down the line, they realized like, okay, not everybody is a psycho. It's yeah. okay that some guys have like a little different personality, but just like in that beginning, I think they did struggle with that initially that like, we want everybody to be a psycho. And if you're not a psycho, like you're kind of, you're, you're not made for here. Yeah. And then eventually they were like, oh, yeah, well, there are some guys that uh, they're going to play in the NFL, so they don't have to be psychos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, there was a feeling out. I'm glad that I'm glad they figured it out, though.
2: Yeah, for sure. All
4: right. Uh, Next question. Since we're now only five months away from the start date, is it reasonable to assume that Under Armour will be our apparel vendor for UC's first year in the Big 12?
2: I get, I like, I don't know. I I keep hearing other things, but we're at a point now. I don't imagine how it could get like lined up and and have orders filled and shipped out
4: unless it's to already be ready happened.
2: for July, right?
4: Unless, unless it's already happened and they just haven't announced it.
2: Not, why would you not? Have, like, if the, if the, if the contracts are signed, you announce I, it.
4: I I would agree.
2: I don't know, but I also haven't been around for 5 weeks. So I'm a little more out of the loop than I've ever been in terms of like the little stuff like this. That these are the conversations that you have like you know, when you show up to a basketball game 2 hours early, you have these conversations in those 2 hours. And I just I haven't been able to be there for 5 weeks. Hopefully, hopefully that I can get back on track here soon. I'm um, I'm feeling good about the prospects of finding myself back in Fifth Third Arena and on campus here in the not so distant future. That's great, thank God.
0: Not a not apparel wise, but the TQL news finally dropped today. Uh, title yep. sponsor signage all over Nippert Stadium. Bunch of money towards, but the no free. naming
2: rights. Shockingly.
0: They'll have their yeah. logo on
4: the field, but yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's not TQL field. It's still Carson Field at Nippon right. Stadium. Like they they did whatever they negotiated and it sounds like it's for a significant amount of money. They were able to like work with a local company that was willing to put that money out and not demand that that it be TQL Stadium or TQL field or whatever. Like they understood the history. Yeah. Um well the so president that's really cool played baseball
0: at at UC. Yeah. So, yeah. Carrie Byrne, good guy. Uh, but yeah. So, I think that had to do with it, you know, keeping that that nippert yeah, for sure. going. So, my
1: roommate is a, a data analyst at TQL. I think he had a big part in that discussion. So, I'll make sure to get with him and figure out uh, the negotiations.
2: <laughs> get us some numbers, Royer.
0: Man, TQL. I know. So
2: but, I know, but still, make it happen. <laughs>
0: That's the uh, industry I'm in, and I tell you what, TQL—they—they're doing a good job to turn it around. And and my dad knows Carrie Byrne pretty well through business, so. But uh, man, TQL is one of the ones where it's like, if they're calling you, you don't want to answer it because it's probably going to be someone just badgering you, nonstop. <laughs> but, but they're they're turning it around and, and obviously making, making a shit ton GSD, of money. And stuff. GSD, yeah.
4: All right. Um, which transfers so far do you think will make the biggest impact, and which transfer has the highest ceiling?
2: Uh, I mean, I think you know the edge rusher, whose name I can't say yet at this point. Um, and then there's a couple of the wide receivers that are going to be interesting to get the spring ball and figure out, like, which ones, you know, line up. But uh, Donovan Ali, obviously uh, a, a a major component there. And then if you scroll back up, Aaron, Jordan Young, they've, they've got to find some help at corner, especially, mm-hmm. like, like, that number one spot. So Jordan Young definitely is in the mix as well.
4: That's who I would have as my highest ceiling is Jordan Young. I agree. Um, the transfer from Florida.
2: And then yeah. Carter Brown, I think, look, man, we saw, like, Kicker is, kicker is a big deal.
1: He's got I some the interesting. Question would be, <laughs> my boy has some interesting TikToks. I don't know you, oh, um, my God. They need to you, get him off of there.
0: Is it Pat? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. My man, get on the oh, T, man. Oh. Get off the talk, please. <laughs> I got your best interests of mine.
0: I saw his 170 yarder that's about the extent of the videos I've seen it so you got yeah, The you better know.
2: question will be <laughs> like who is the guy from kind of the bottom of the list in terms of ratings like I think Kendra is going to be a starter Radosovich is probably going to be a starter Emery Jones is going to be a starter there's some guys when you look at like the 24/7 rating that you know they there's some lower rated guys that are going to have a chance to make a major impact
0: Right, long term. Also, what Burke Halter is only going to be a sophomore.
2: Yeah, he played um, one year, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, and then that JUCO transfer who just uh, committed on Sunday, Judea Milan, Is it Milan or Milan? We think Juju. I don't. I don't know. Juju. Just, yeah. Juju. He said left tackle on his uh, commitment post, so we'll we'll see if that fills a spot. But um, yeah, I think. Obviously, the make biggest impact would probably be Emory Jones, right? I, yeah, he's going to be the starting quarterback. The number one position on the field and right, big, big impact.
4: Anyone to add, Blake? I feel like we took the whole conversation.
3: Uh, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been on social media enough to keep up with all the guys coming in and out, so I don't have much to add.
0: Fair there. enough. Well, I heard that Harvard transfer – uh I think his name is Blake Base right? Something like that. <laughs> coming, coming in for that six here. Bring in.
3: I, I had a couple Damn. of classmates when I got up here. They're like, oh, are you gonna play for uh, the Harvard team? And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not gonna <laughs> play, <laughs> Go play. your football out of state in Cincinnati. Yeah.
2: Oh, are yeah. you gonna put that are you gonna put a new Achilles in with no recovery time? Because if not, then I'm done. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Do you still feel it? Like, does it, do you still wake up some days where that?
3: Yeah, I can't, I can't like, um, You can't put your foot up somebody's ass like you used to. (laughs) What did you say? Did you say, do I still feel it? You cut out there for a sec.
2: I said, you can't put your foot up somebody's ass like you used to.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You can't run. No, I mean, I can't like, since I don't run as consistently, as I would when I was like playing and whatnot. Now, like, if I like try and like take off in a sprint, it like starts to like cramp up a little bit. So, it's it definitely doesn't work great. It works good enough like lift and stuff, but like in turn, I tried to play pick up basketball once with some guys here. That did not work very well.
2: How much weight did you lose when you got to Harvard? You are skinny as fuck now, bro.
3: <laughs> I've lost like eighty pounds. It was before.
1: <laughs> it was before he left. Yeah. Not, it was, no, it was he was like,
2: still. When you were at the front door at the grail, you were still pretty
1: Yeah. I saw you at the I,
2: grail, I, you were still pretty yoked.
3: Yeah, no, I put on like once I, I put on a lot of weight when I was done. Um I got up there. I, I definitely got up there. But no, I lost probably like 70, 80 pounds since like around the time I left, like a little before.
2: Dude, That's me. Plain, right, man. How- That'll kill you. <laughs> That's it. A- <laughs> How awesome was working at the Grail for Jimmy and Don? I love those are our <laughs> those are our title sponsors. That was, that's, our, that was that's our number one partner is the Grail.
3: That was a good time. There, that's uh, you can't be anywhere down there to be than that. Good people to work for. Um, a lot of fun. I mean, you see, you see some fun stuff going on down there. It's just it was a good time. Great people to work. For. Did you work
2: with DeBlanco. You got any good Joel stories? I, I oh, so sure. unfortunately
3: I didn't start until after he was done.
2: But but everybody there said he was crazy person.
3: Oh, I heard all about him from uh, the like Tennessee. All about he was super into it. Him and Joey, Joey. I heard Joey just loved kicking people out of there. Oh yeah,
1: I see that. Big mf or
2: he had like a stash (laughs) of ibuprofen. Did you ever roll cardboard? Cases with your your hand, bare hands, to get your wrist strong like DeBlanco did. Crazy. I can't say, I, can't say it's I did so that. Crazy. <laughs> you missed the DeBlanco episode. It was, it was one I of the wildest imagine, nights we've ever had. I can only imagine
3: that one. Man, I will, I will. I one thing I'll always remember about Joel is somehow my freshman year we ended up in the same uh, chemistry class in chem lab. Um,
1: that shows a lot. <laughs> football just university up. for the boy
3: yeah, wasn't his class and there was a lot of tuesday nights i got a text saying hey bro can you come down here and help me do this uh this lab
1: report so, uh, hey buddy i'm having some hard time with this homework
3: yeah help help kind of turned into me sitting at his computer screen but we'll leave it at that
0: <laughs> <laughs> could you just do like blake, so, blake, blake, so
2: blake you technically you had like 90 tackles in 2021.
3: Yeah, yeah, basically.
2: Because <laughs> he wouldn't have been on the field without you. Oh
3: Mets, that yeah, exactly.
2: Mets damn near taught freshman chemistry. <laughs> I don't know who this is, but it's somebody that's a knower.
3: Matt Mets was also in our that same freshman chemistry class, so Whoever who is that is,
2: is it, I don't know. It's a knower.
3: They know things. Oh, that's, that's Kaiser. He was in that freshman chemistry class, too.
4: Clearly. Kaiser. <laughs>
2: Clearly.
0: The boy. Uh, Heisenberg. Uh, who, who is your
4: candidate for breakout freshman? Can be redshirt or true? Ooh.
1: That's a tough one. Um, I don't even is... know any of the
0: freshmen. Could have been you don't even
2: really know any of the redshirt freshmen, do you? Could have been someone that
0: hopped on a scooter one too many times, but
1: yep. (sighs) Um
0: Mr. Mario. (laughs) How how about Sincere Lewis? I think think he's probably the probably the safest bet. I think that's a good
2: one. Um you know what? You know who I think? I'm going to go with the sleeper. Just based on what I saw at camp and, like, even throughout the season, it's, like, somebody that flashed on scout team. I'm mm-hmm. going go Jonathan Thomas.
0: Thompson, yeah.
2: Or Thompson. Yeah. I think that kid's got just a natural ability to play football that's going to be hard to keep him off the field.
1: Who is that?
2: Uh, he was a sales guy. Um,
4: the
2: running back? Linebacker. No, linebacker. linebacker. Linebacker.
1: Who's the Who's I mean, the one who broke their Stephen ankle? Bird. Yeah, is he uh, on the team?
2: Yeah. How's he doing? That's just a crowded running back room, man.
1: He wants to back.
2: Be... Ethan Reitz is still in the mix. I mean, really, is the he only not at safety not... anymore? No, he he wanted to go back <laughs> to running back. He did not want to play defense.
1: It didn't work. Uh, I don't think it didn't
2: work. Like I think he could have been an outstanding safety. Like he flashed at safety a lot. I just think he wants to play offense. Yeah, he was the hardest so, runner
0: in the bowl game.
2: Yeah, there's I mean, no doubt about
0: that.
4: Um, I, think, I think an argument could be made for like a Kalen Carroll or a Ken Willis only one because of the
2: DBs, yeah, have a
4: chance. There's a lot of a question lot of marks. of do yeah,
0: right. You would love to see Shep have the the jump that. yeah, I just wonder. I just worry
2: in a three man front, like you've already got Briggs and Corleone and Shep. Yeah, I I love the the potential of of Derek Shepard. I think he's going to be, when he gets his chance, he's going to be a stud.
0: What about uh, maybe Barry Jackson, wide receiver out of the true freshman? Because they just just, brought
2: so many veteran
0: transfers, transfer
2: wide receivers in, But, but I think if. Spring's going to be fascinating, right?
0: Because if he flashes uh, as as much as Quincy did this past off season,
2: yeah, snapchat
0: probably there. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's the crazy thing is there's a lot of names in that group. Yeah, that you know we'll see what spring looks like.
4: It should be fun. Uh, that's the ba- uh, the football portion of the mailbag. As we move to the basketball portion, uh. It's great to see that Wes is taking care of the wing and point guard positions and that he's on a couple of top centers. However, I'm not hearing much about what he's doing to address the four, in my opinion, the greatest position of need. Very much possible that I've simply missed any discussion on it.
2: I think it'll be a transfer portal. So you can't – you're not going to bring in a freshman to, like, solve that problem. Then you're going to have to bring in a veteran. So yeah. I, I think I, I think it's something that, is, that the staff is aware of. But you're not going to take the risk on bringing somebody in that it might take a year or two. And if you look at things like the top 150 guys, there's like four left that are available. Right. So you just go find the best guy you can land in the transfer portal and, and, and rock from there.
0: And, and what was one of the biggest stressors in the transfer portal was finding a wing who could score. And they yeah. went out and got landers last year. Yep. So, knowing you need a four that can really contribute right away, I'm sure that'll be something that they, they really pound hard. To- Minutes will be
2: available. Yep.
0: Blake, were oh, you any right. good
2: at basketball?
3: Uh, he was just I said, yeah. Had- a- <laughs> I, I was a hockey player growing up, so I never played basketball. Ah. Uh,
1: well, Puck. He said he
4: was Hold playing
0: pickup and it didn't go so well.
2: Yeah, I tried. Because he's got rupt- two ruptured Achilles.
0: I get it. <laughs> who was who was your NHL team growing up?
3: I was a big Sid the Kid fan, so I was a Penguins fan.
0: Okay.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I moved here. That's been the best choice I've ever made. I mean, they're killing it this year.
1: Oh yeah. They are. Yeah, guess who I'm a fan of? Let's hear it. The Blue Jackets, the worst ah, team in the league.
0: I thought it was <laughs> the Cyclones, the Cincinnati the Cincinnati Cyclones, right?
2: Don't they have dollar beers on Thursday, Royer? That sounds like you're
1: two two dollar beers now. Oh, inflation's a bitch, man. No way. Yeah. Inflation got everybody. We love it. Um, paying at the pump, paying at the grocery store, paying at the cyclones hockey games. (laughs) Can't get away from it. (laughs) Yep.
4: Um I've always felt good. Slash, great coaches find somehow in basketball or football ways to win games. How is Coach Wes Miller doing here? In your opinion, I'm hoping that you're Frank.
2: I I have no intentions of being Frank. I don't know who Frank is. So there you go. Um, they're not there yet. Clearly, like they they have yet to really figure out a consistent way to win these games down the stretch against quad one level teams. Uh, but I think that's on more of the players. I don't think that's a coach thing. Yeah. I, I think that's a player thing. And you've got to get your players tough enough to do the little things that win those games. And I, I don't think that that is where it needs to be yet. Um, it is It is clearly something that they have worked on because they've gotten better at it progressively over the last two years. But look, man, how how does the Luke Fickle Fickle era look without Desmond Ritter? Because with Desmond Ritter, even when Des had bad games, Des figured out a way to drag you guys across the finish line sometimes. Or Sauce figured out a way to drag you guys across the finish line sometimes. Or if you remember back to 18 – James Wiggins figured a way to drag you guys across the finish line. Sometimes Mike Warren, like that's yeah. Mike Warren found a way literally to drag everybody on the other team across the finish line. Sometimes that's a player thing. Like it, you can tell those guys to go out and do those things, but until they start consistently doing it, I don't know that there's a whole lot of coach can do other than put them in position to be in close games with those teams we're not seeing blowouts. We're not seeing this team like get embarrassed. We're seeing this team just not quite be at the talent level yet to have guys that are just like, "I'm not losing. I'm not fucking losing." How many times did you guys have, like? I again, I the one thing I go back to that like stands out to me that Houston AAC championship game. The first two drives, the defense was kind of ass. Oh yeah. And Kobe pulled the entire defense and went off. Off. Did he not, Royer? Lost his shit on you guys. He did. Lost his shit. And guess what? Defense was great for the rest of that game. I don't think we've seen those guys emerge or develop on the basketball side yet. But guess what? It took Kobe five years to get to that point. Kobe was never that guy for for three four years, was he, Ryan?
1: I'd say I'd say kind of two and a half years was his. Okay. Yeah.
2: Eventually, he got there, but yeah, like yeah. he didn't come in as like no, nobody no. comes in as like this is my shit.
1: No, but by the end of his career, a-
2: Kobe was like, "This is my shit. We're not playing like ass and costing us a chance to go to the college football playoff." Yeah. And everybody responded. That's something that you grow. It's not something you're just like, uh, hey, Steve, go t- go read these guys the Riot Act. Everybody's going to fall in line. That's not how it works.
1: And you're not really going to get that transferred in either. And mm-hmm.
2: basketball, it's a little easier.
1: A little easier,
2: little yeah. Easier than football, but it's not easy by any stretch of the
0: imagination. No. I... I mean, just listen to every coach. Luke said it in every press conference. Mick used to always say it. it you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's all about the players. You know, I can – you know, coaches can do their thing, but in the end it's the players that win the games and the players that go yep. out there and, win, and, and make the decisions that lead to victories or losses. So um, – Hey,
2: guess, guess what? If a guy named Brian Cook doesn't go stride for stride with T. Higgins yesterday – and bat a ball up in the air that gets intercepted, Bengals probably win that game.
4: Mm, maybe. That was, maybe, the fix, that, maybe the fix was
1: in. So who knows? That was just a punt. It was just a punt. That was a no. Punt. That
2: was if it was four inches farther. T. Oh, is you're saying if he catches zone, it? Yeah. T. Higgins is strolling in the end zone for a touchdown.
1: Well, the recovery speed by Cook is what I thought was more impressive. How he yeah, kind of got it was caught. Great. Yeah. He said. Uh, Skirt, skirt. Goddamn, hey, there Beats us a fucking dude, man. Oh, yeah, he is. One of the best. A dude.
2: Absolute dude. You need to get him on the show at some point in time, Ryan. We need to stop surprising you with guests. You need to surprise us with guests.
1: Okay. <laughs> you
2: play, you're you on the fucking team.
1: I don't know how to surprise you guys, though, because I have to. Uh,
0: just hit me uh, and I'll send the email okay. out.
1: Yeah,
2: just right. deal with Aaron, and then Aaron surprises us.
0: Okay. But let me know on the side who it is so I can be ready. That's
2: not see. how surprises work. So
1: basically just surprise Chad is what works. <laughs> <saying.
4: laughs>
1: yes. All right. Uh, it seems like the last
4: few games Glue was in, we all said he did okay. No complaints. Do you think it's time to give him some of Odie's minutes at the five, especially, but maybe even power forward minutes? Odie seems to have peaked, in my opinion, missing bunnies and an emotional Missing Bunnies is an emotional rally killer.
2: I'd like to see some more minutes from him at the five, where where you can focus Odie at the four, where you have a specific rotation of JD and Odie at the four, and Vic and Kalu at the five. I would like to see a little bit more of that.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it's not really a secret that Odie's a little bit of an offensive liability. Yeah. Um,
2: but he can rebound, he can defend like right he gives you positive minutes right you're just not gonna expect more than four or five points out of him
4: he made big free throws
2: he did he did
4: any opinion Brent
0: I mean I we we all mentioned the amount of the the way the defense has trended up since the Xavier game I I think that goes hand in hand with Odie starting on the court and kind yeah. of getting a defensive physical start to the game and, you know, setting the tone that way. So I think his, his presence is actually goes, goes a lot more than what, you know, the box scores might say, but yeah, I agree. I think, I think Kalu will slowly start to see more, more minutes here and there, um, which is, which is good. I think you want to get him some of those minutes before it gets down to tournament time
4: anyway. Right, right. Uh, what are your predictions for second half of conference play? What will you UC's final record be?
2: I still think they get to the 11 or so win range. I know I think I predicted 12. Um, I think it's you know, 11 wins in conference. I think is a good spot. 11 and seven. 12 and six would be ideal, but they're already at four, I think. Right? Memphis, you- Temple, Five and Houston, four. Houston, Houston, yeah, mm-hmm. five and four. So uh, you've you've only got I'm, eleven. I'll go eleven and seven. I'm not gonna all Eleven and seven.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably about right. That's what you hope for, anyway. I mean, they could they could use that momentum from the Houston game, even through a loss, and and really, every team's looking pretty vulnerable in in the AAC right now. Uh, I mean, you get yeah. Temple at home. That road game at UCF will be tough, but outside of that, I, I, I think UCF has hit, been trashed for at, like a at week Memphis now. Is, two weeks. At Memphis is what I meant, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it's it's a good chance to get on a roll, but the consistency needs to continue to stay there. So we'll see.
4: Yeah, they play like they did against Houston. They can keep up with anybody. Hopefully, start beating the teams instead of keep, the conference tournament. Instead of keeping up.
0: On the opposite side of Houston, just, just please get that, get that two, that three. That's all I need. Yeah. Um,
4: and that is the basketball portion of the mailbag. Last part of the mailbag, the banks. Um, quick question for Chad, then rapid fire. Chad, I'm so happy to see Kelly's out of ICU to celebrate. How did you meet Kelly? Um, <laughs> so I have been friends with Kelly's cousin,
2: since we were kids she her best friend grew up across the street from my best friend so she was always at her best friend's house I was always at my best friend's house we became friends uh she transferred into my high school this is Kelly's cousin when we were juniors we were in track together we were two of the better athletes on the track team stayed friends through college um and then I came back from LA in early 2020 because I lived out in Hermosa Beach for like a year, year and a half. Um, there was a Mardi Gras in Strauss in Covington that was so absurd that they stopped doing Mardi Gras at Strauss in Covington for like a decade.
1: <laughs> what
2: happened? So uh, it was... <laughs> it was like a,
4: debauchery. Were,
2: it was just complete fuckery. The entire night was just complete fuckery. So I wanted to go to Mardi Gras and go down to Kelly's cousin lived like two blocks from Mainstrasse. But we didn't want to drive down there because we knew cops were going to be everywhere. It was going to be insane. So I was mm. like, wait a minute. Doesn't Kim's, her name, Kelly's cousin's name is Kim. (coughs) Doesn't Kim's cousin work in Florence at a restaurant and she's going down there afterwards? So maybe she could swing by my house and pick up me and my two boys and drive us down there so that we would have a ride to Covington for this Mardi Gras. So I called her cousin, her cousin called her, She stopped by our house and picked us up. We went down to Mardi Gras. Had a crazy, one of the wildest nights I've ever had. Um, Went back to her cousin's house. Hung out with Kelly that night. Like two or three weeks later, we reconnected. I had a WrestleMania party at my house. (laughs) (laughs) Epic. And, And Kelly came over and this other girl that I was like, kind of Friends With Benefits with also came over. <laughs> they there both just kind of showed up.
4: You and yourself.
2: no, no, listen, this is kind of how it all happened. So WrestleMania ends and everybody leaves. And the girl, at, like the Friends With Benefits girl was like hanging around, kind of like, you know, and Kelly was like, I'm not leaving.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the Friends with Benefits
2: girl bounced and Kelly like planted the flag. Like I won. Uh, And then she basically moved into my house and (laughs) 23 years later, here we are. It's all, you know, Mardi Gras early February. We We are like a week away from Kelly and I being together for 23 years. And it started like that night where I was just like, hey, you think your cousin can, what an asshole move, right? I don't know your cousin, but do you think she can come p- pick up me and my two friends to take us down to this party? <laughs> and that's how it happened.
4: Oh, nice.
2: <laughs> we dated for seven and a half years, and then we got married. Because uh, I'm an asshole. Made <laughs> her wait seven and a half years. <laughs> Good All right.
4: Rapid fire. Donato's or La Rosas.
1: Donato's. Oh. Donatos. Donatos, yeah.
0: I'm going La Roses. Fuck it, I'll do La Roses too. There it
2: is. Right. I'm a Founder's Favorite. Are you guys are you guys down with the Founder's Favorite?
0: Yeah. I I'm a I love Donatos. Favorite. There's Donatos in Indy. There's not La Roses in Indy, so I'm yeah. going going La Roses. Um Wild Irish Rose
4: or Mad Dog?
2: I don't know that I've ever had a Wild Irish Rose. I have had mad dogs, so I guess I have to pick mad dog.
4: I would have the exact same response. I'm the exact same. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: Well, Royers I, had to have had wild Irish rose. He's had everything, right?
1: I've had mad dog. I haven't had that. Who
2: is that? <laughs> has anybody had wild Irish rose? Brent, you've had no. wild Irish rose.
0: I have, but I'm still, <laughs> <kidding>. I'm still <laughs> picking mad dog. Go. Uh, Caillou or
4: being waterboarded.
2: Fuck Caillou.
4: <laughs> what?
1: Would you What take the fuck is this? Caillou Ca- or Caillou is the little no. bald cartoon kid? Would you take what
4: would, would like you what? watch Caillou or would you get waterboarded? They, would I watch it? They're basically different forms of, of torture, torture, is what the oh. question is asking.
1: I mean, I don't know much about Caillou, but I've always wanted to be waterboarded just for fun, just to see what <laughs> <laughs> so I guess.
4: Uh,
2: this I... hold on, Royer, hold
1: on. I was watching Zero Dark Thirty. I was like, wow, I kind of want to know what that feels like.
2: You, like you don't you do? You, are you familiar with Caillou at all? Do you know what it is? I know what
1: it is. Yeah, my my buddy. We used to call him Caillou when he shaved his head. This fucking asshole. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy.
0: So, so, so Caillou's a little kid, but guess how tall Caillou is. Six Caillou's two. Caillou's five eleven. How about that? It's my That's eye, even more man. reason to hate that Goated. little sniveling
2: fuck.
1: <laughs> Why do you hate him so much?
2: My daughter had a Caillou phase,
1: oh, and if I drug you you. Ever, like
2: when she was like, so I was a stay-at-home dad. Kelly worked, I, like I could do, I could work from home and then work at night for games and stuff when when Kelly got back. So I was with my daughter all the way up through like going into kindergarten, and she had a phase for like six months where all she wanted to watch was Caillou, and that kid's the fucking worst.
1: <laughs> like just, like, so bad about it.
2: Like just watch one episode of Caillou and you'll understand. I don't know. he's the a whiny song bitch. The theme kind of bumps. The theme song's not bad. Like it tricks you. Like I think that's what gets kids <laughs> right because kids are like bump bum bum ba, bum, ba, bum bum ba, bum ba, bum Caillou. It doesn't have like anything like, about oh, Little yeah, Little like
0: Little Einsteins though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like Little
2: Einsteins. It sounds like Little Einsteins. So then they get caught up in the theme song and then they watch this whiny little bitch of a kid. It's just bad parenting if you let your kid watch comedy.
0: Guess how tall Peppa Pig is, real quick. Peppa Pig is
2: Peppa Pig is like three foot
0: two. Peppa Pig is seven one. I like a bitch. That's serious. Google it.
2: That means Danny Pig is
0: 10 feet tall.
2: He's
0: like 15'3", I think. Google it. I'm telling you. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) and then we had a question.
2: (laughs) Back when we first started this, people started asking us these stupid fucking mailbag questions about cartoons, kids' cartoons, and I just went off on Caillou. Um, So that's where we are. Fuck that kid.
4: Um, So I think we all agree... uh, Except for Ryan, that we we'll, don't watch. Well, maybe, maybe Chad also. Uh, but Caillou over being waterboarded. I'll take waterboarding. Yeah. Uh, unreal.
2: Blake, you, you down to I'll get watch. waterboarded?
3: I'll watch. I, I, I will say, Royer, my friends and I in high school did try waterboarding each other once. I'll take Caillou.
1: say next Boys. Oh, my God, bro.
2: <laughs>
1: I love it. I love Unreal. It. All
4: right. If your TV was going to be stuck at a channel and you had to watch something. I'm not painful, answering
2: this stupid question.
4: Please rate in the order by yes, I'll watch it. To I, I would never watch that. Last night's Bengals game, a Reds game in August of this year, the Peach Bowl versus Georgia, the Nevada basketball game. Yes, I know this might be painful. Mm. I'm not answering that stupid question. I
1: think I'm going with the, the Peach Bowl.
0: And they just turn it off right before the kick. <laughs> and that's the no. good thing about
2: the Peach Bowl is you can just like, we won. That guy missed the fifty-four yard kick and we won.
3: Unreal. Yeah, most of the Peach Bowl was at least good to watch. Those
2: other right. games, yeah. 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 I How bad that. do you guys win the Peach Bowl at Sauce Place? And and who else? And, and Huns- 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 Sauce are was are you- Hudson was out. Hudson get punted. That game we win. Yeah. Wiggins For was sure. out.
1: I can't believe Sauce didn't play. I like Uh, it. was like so out of nowhere. Dokes
3: Dokes didn't play either, but Rome went off. So that didn't.
1: Yeah. Ahmad, Ahmad, I'll never forgive you, bro. You could have every commercial in the world. You're still a disappointment to me, bro. (laughs) I hope this reaches out to you.
2: Heard it here first. Oh, I'm clipping that shit. And I'm going to tag him and see what he has to say.
1: Go ahead. Get him on
2: there. No, you know he's going to know like how funny that is.
1: Funny. Oh yeah, he'd like it.
0: You know the first half of that basketball game that happened in Nashville is probably one of my most favorite halves of basketball in Cincinnati history, but uh I the
2: only, I the last time I recall UC playing in Nashville was uh Jaquan Parker eating glass and dominating Florida State. Okay. Okay. That's the last time UC played in Nashville, right? I can get
0: behind that. I can get behind. All
2: right.
4: That. And the last question, I'm a paying member of the YouTube channel. Also, I have YouTube notifications turned on. Is there some other possible reason why I do not find out about these BCJ Live nightcaps? Until I'm guessing well, it's because well we, after
2: the fact. we schedule them like four minutes before they start. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I wish I had an answer to that. I don't, I'll check mm-hmm. Aaron that check on that.
4: Yeah. I'll, I'll shoot YouTube a DM
2: see if see if brian get brian get brian's number and then text him personally because ring of black is brian johnson over here in the chat so get his number and just text him personally when we're going live that'll be great appreciate it we
4: (laughs) we usually we usually tweet out um we we tweet out when we're when we're live, so uh, you if you have notifications for one Put of Put your us- Twitter
2: notifications on. Those will do better <laughs> for you than YouTube. Blake. Thanks, yeah. man. I am sorry you stayed. Time. I'm sorry you stayed this long.
3: Hey, this no long. worries, man. It's always nice to get a break from school.
2: What time do you have class in the morning?
3: Uh, I think my first class is at eight. Not too bad.
0: Goaded. Let's go. Hey, baby. Woo! Harvard, <laughs>
2: are you playing you with your ball in the yard? <laughs> no, That's if I ever come back,
3: punch me in the face. There you go.
4: Go, go pack the car in the garage. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: all
0: y'all has to, uh, I, 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 I try. and just <laughs> understand I, whenever
2: there's an injury from here on out, we're gonna have you on. I love me, to just like three minutes. Give me give me a clip Med- of
3: it to watch beforehand, and I'll give
2: you medical my expert Blake Basavich here with his there analysis an- analysis of uh, of this injury. All hey, right, sounds good. Even if it's Royer putting his head in a the fan, there we go. Yeah,
3: I mean, <laughs> I've seen plenty of Royer injuries. There's just I'm surprised <laughs> it's going on up there.
2: Royer, you want to tell him of- bye? What you want to tell him bye? That like that's your boy.
1: Yeah, I will. I was, you guys are talking to him. Bye, Blake, man. You're killing it, buddy. Love seeing it. Let me know when you're coming back sometime. We gotta, we gotta link up.
3: Yeah, I know for sure. I'll let you know. All right, appreciate you guys.
0: Appreciate you, Blake. Thanks, man. Awesome stuff, Blake. Thanks, Thanks, Blake. Get us out of here, Brent. All right, guys. Well, another fantastic show. Uh, yet again, special thanks to Blake Basavich. Special thanks to Quick Paper Supply. Special thanks to Danco Transmission. Uh, You got two two basketball games this week. Stay locked in. Tulsa, Wednesday night, midday, Saturday, home game against UCF. So stay locked in to Bearcat Journal yet again. For all my buddies, all my pals, all my partners, this was another great BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!